0: Wake up, wake up. What up? What up? What up? Good morning. Good morning. Top of the morning, Coach JB show right here live on YouTube 6 to 9 a.m. every day Pacific. Sponsored by betonline.ag and canadipscbd.com. Head on over both of those respectively. Uh appreciate you all joining me this morning. Matt can't make it this morning, but Chase Senior will join me in the last hour to break down the NFL trades, who won, who lost, all that especially in this action-packed show this morning. Uh, NBA firings, the launch of Last Chance Q that happened yesterday, plus the BCS playoff rankings came out. And are we going to get hit with an asteroid? All that plus more right here on the Coach JB Show. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today if you're not one. And we will see you on the other side. Peace. Bruce Helms how you doing Devo in the house what up hey we're working on your shit dog it's uh it's been it's been weird as hell uh we working on it actually the last two days so we're trying to get you your shit uh transformation to our new company has been really interesting as far as Canadian shipping so either way we'll get it figured out um lots to discuss today brought to you by betonline.ag use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v if you're not betting the world series is in full swing uh, NBA is in full go, and the NFL, as we know it, uh, Thursday Night Football, shitty Amazon Prime will be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll try to do another live watch party for that shit show and uh, see how that works out. But uh, a lot of things happening today. A lot of things happening. NFL trades happened. The BCS playoffs went down. A lot of shit went down, and uh, we're going to see. We're going to get to it all. Short, fat, skinny, and talk. First of all, let me get you quote of the day get you started enjoy life don't wish away your days waiting for better ones how many of you guys sit there and say man fuck today this shit is garbage i can't wait till tomorrow man you better fucking relax and enjoy it we're about to get hit with an asteroid motherfuckers have you not seen the asteroid circling around this motherfucker You better enjoy the day. Shit, hey. I'm just telling you. How the fuck can you find three asteroids that are planet global killers? Sounds like something straight out of Armageddon. Because the sun glare was in your way. Don't we got motherfucking? Can't we see 300 billion light years away with some new fucking telescope? How the fuck you can't see three asteroids circling around this bitch? That any day could just blow us up. Come on, man. Miss me with the propaganda. You better stop. Hey, shit, enjoy life. Don't wish away your days waiting for better ones. Man, go earn today. I'm just telling you, dog. I, I can't I can't stand a motherfucker that wishes for tomorrow. Man, go get today done first. That's just my moral of the story on that one. Uh, poll question: What is worse for players? Strip clubs or video games? Uh good dude brought that up to me on Twitter former Fort Hayes State alum uh I had to use it uh as a poll question he thinks you know he asked me that last night uh I got to respond to him I, he was like titty bars or or video games what's making this this generation more fucked up see i we used to go to titty bars all the time we had no problem with it uh, but we were respectful in there. You know, we had our enjoyed our time fucking through a few dollars, maybe. And I just sit there and drink, listen to the music. It was just a place to gather. Uh, I'd rather do that than go to play a fucking video game with a bunch of dudes any fucking day. So it ain't even close to me. But I think the question was for Mr. Taylor. Uh, which one's fucking these kids up more? I think is what it was, the point of it. So I don't know. Interesting. Uh, Contrary to Belief brought to you by CanadaDipCBD.com. Go get you some CanadaDipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. Uh, Get you 20% off. Contrary to Belief, all your guys' favorite part of this show. I've come to a point in my life, Contrary to Belief, where I need a stronger word than fuck. I need a stronger word than fuck now. I've come to that realization in my life. There needs to be a word that rolls off my tongue better than the word fuck. Because I'm going to tell you right now, goddamn, I love the word fuck. It's one of my favorite words. It's a great American word. I think we should use it daily. I think it helps you out. It's like a, a release. I think fuck. Motherfuck. Uh, i just think those are great american words there's another few other words i just they won't let you say no more yeah i mean they, could i mean they're not they're not gonna stop me from saying it but you know <sighs> pc the cancel i'll i'll be canceled and all that so uh you know it is what it is uh, <laughs> but i have come to a realization And to a point in life where I need a stronger word than fuck. Contrary to belief. Uh, My tolerance for idiots is extremely fucking low. Contrary to your belief, I just want to let you guys know. There's a lot of you in here on occasion, day to day. And there's a lot on fucking social media. And there's a lot of motherfuckers driving around right now. Pet peeve right now. Motherfuckers can't drive. You should never have got your fucking driver's license. And why do I say it all the time? Why are we giving keys to motherfuckers before we teach them how to drive? I mean it figuratively. I mean it literally. That shit is real. Holy shit. Driving's got to be the worst I've seen it in my entire life. I don't know how bad driving is. It's unbelievable. I motherfuck people every single day. That's why I don't drive too much anymore. I don't even leave the house too much anymore uh, besides shopping. Besides doing the necessities, um, I can't stand it. Can't stand it. Um, But my tolerance for idiots is fucking extremely low, contrary to your belief. I'm not sorry for the mean, awful, accurate fucking things that I say. (laughs) Contrary to your belief. That's my favorite one today. I think it is out for about a day. Usually after the show, I think about tomorrow's already because I put time into the contrary to belief. Because a lot of you guys don't think about shit like this. I am not sorry for the mean, awful, fucking accurate shit that I say every day. <laughs> Make sure the key word you realize in there is accurate. I am sorry that I offended you and hurt your little feelings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for telling you the truth. I'm sorry that I am accurate with my 600 pound life fucking mama's basement living fucks and I called you out on it. I'm sorry that it's accurate and it hurts your feelings. Um, I'm really not sorry at all for the mean, awful, accurate things that I say on a daily basis. Sometimes you can spend two hours talking someone off the ledge only to find out the motherfucker's a window washer. Contrary to your belief, I don't know if you realize that or not, I don't know if you realize that or not. Um, I don't know if you realize that. i uh, being honest. You can spend hours and hours and hours talking motherfuckers off a ledge. And then you turn around and find out this motherfucker's a window washer. Moral of the story is, dog, motherfuckers are going to do them. You can't save them all. They're going to do them quit looking at the fucking uh, the big picture like you can change it you can't these motherfuckers are, they're stuck in their ways dog they're window washers and you're trying to walk you're trying to fucking talk them down oh <laughs> uh, shit just trying to give you a little brain food in the morning um howard frederick what up um and I love strip clubs, dog. I love strip clubs. You know, I've been there. I've been, I've been in the middle of shootings in strip clubs. I've been in the middle of motherfuckers uh, so dumb they thought that 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 they could sit there for two hours getting lap dances and thinking it was all cumulative. They thought it was cumulative. Like this motherfucker really thought it was fifteen dollars for two hours. <laughs> we almost got into a huge fight with the bouncers, dog. It was unbelievable. Lucky the girl was so fucking dumb that the bouncers thought she was dumb and and went on our side with it. My boy is, was dumber than her. He really was sitting there to hold for two hours, dog, like 20 songs. Motherfucker thought it was $15 total. <laughs> hey, that's a true story, dog. Real shit. No, it's, it was $15 a piece. Now, this is 1996, dog. You know what I mean? Nowadays, fuck, what is a trip? What is a lap dance now? hundred? I mean, I don't even know. Inflation's a bitch. Oh, man. I'm just being honest. I woke up stiff as a porn dick. My back is fucked. I got to go see a chiropractor. My cousin's a big time chiropractor. I just got to get out there. He lives far as far as fuck. It's like a fucking day visit. Um. Matt won't join us this morning. He's got some um, engagements. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Chase Senior will join us, obviously, in the last hour here on this Work Boot Wednesday. Maybe he'll chug a beer. I don't know. Uh, we always are taking super chats uh, for him. Um, let's get into the pre-snap read portion of this show. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not infatuated with the titty bar anymore. It does nothing for me. It never really did anyway. It never. It, it, never really did shit for me i gonna be honest um it, you know i got stories but we're gonna get into the pre-snap read of this story uh which is show brought to you by canada Dips, cbd <laughs> let me let me uh ask you. we launched last chance q yesterday and pre-snap read is in our in our pre-snap read first and ten, third third and long post snap two minute drill plus we have another few segments um so, we might be changing those segments on this show. Coach JB's show may be its own thing. We might get rid of the pre snap, post snap. We have to use that for the last chance queue because I just think it's so fitting. So, I may be changing that. So, anyone has any suggestions for that portion? So, like, what is a precursor to the show? What should we call it? Uh, what is going to be the first segment of the show? I like to get the community involved. You guys are more than welcome. Shoot your shot, put it in the community, put it in the chat. And uh, we'll look at it. We're gonna change, we're looking at changing those things. Uh, we need pre-snap, first and long, third and long, first and ten, third and long, two-minute drill, and post-snap. We need those five segments right there. So come up with five segments, shoot your shot, give it to me. I'll give you full credit on every social media platform that you created the shit. Half of you wanna be producers anyway. Hey, Eddie, send me your five, motherfucker, since you're a goddamn producer. Um uh, so Last Chance Q was a success yesterday. We we had about a two-and-a-half-hour show. Uh, we don't even know how long we're going to go yet because me and Sean Salisbury get going, and we're just doing it all, man. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. We're breaking it all down, uh, discussing real talk banter along with all things football. We're showing film, breaking down film. It's unbelievable. Good time. Tuesday, Thursdays right now, we can easily both see that this being a five-days-a-week show easily, and I think, uh, I think we're going to blow it up that someone's going to pick it up. I would love to do that on a uh on a big platform with him but it was a success we'll launch it next tuesday it was just too fast for us to get it turned around we want our gear we want our we want different things so we're going to use clips of this first one um we're going to use clips of this first one um uh just to get the word out there then next tuesday we're going to have our shirts and merch on and our shit. And then uh, we'll have it. So we didn't we didn't put it out yet. We just put out clips yesterday. We had not put out the real show. Uh, Tuesday is going to be the first show. I see you guys putting it in the chat. I appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, I, you know this show is it's football related, uh, but it's not just football. I talk about real shit too, like Andy Reid's son sentenced to three. Years in prison. I gotta be honest. Just wondering. uh, I haven't heard anything on the mainstream media about it. Um. I just wonder if it wasn't Andy Reid's son, how long this cat would have got. Like, why does so many people who have money, wealth, uh, what we think is happiness on the outside looking in, right? Because it's never truly happiness. It's never truly what we think it is. Even if these millionaires. They have all these real life issues inside the home. People say more money, more problems. I don't believe in that. I think it's a cop-out, weak-minded fucking way of saying we're just fuck-ups. Another way to apologize for being rich and enabled. But that's me. Give me money, motherfucker. Let me grow up with money and see if I didn't change the world. But again, I think you have to earn the money. I don't think... It's fair to say that either uh, for what I just said, because if you come up with money and born with money, that's who you are. You don't understand what the value of a dollar is because you've had it handed to your whole life. I'd rather much come up my way, struggle, understand the value of a dollar, how inflation has really changed what a candy bar used to cost to what it costs now. These rich kids have no fucking idea that Snickers bars used to be fucking 50 cents, dog. They have no idea because it's just bought for them. They don't give a fuck. They don't know what the value of a dollar is. Contrary to your belief, they just buy it. If a fucking Snickers was $17, guess what? They're buying it. They don't give a fuck. They don't question how much it was. Me and you are like, fuck, homie. I remember Snickers was 50 cents. But that's just real talk shit that a lot of cats don't talk about. So on the outside looking in, we think these cats got it all made. They're all rich, happy, da-da-da. But inside their houses, they're all fuck-ups. Some are mostly coke heads, meth heads. They got any drug they want because they got the money. So they're fuck-ups. But that to me, it's an excuse to be a fuck-up. But why is it that these cats with money, wealth, and what we perceive as happiness, sons and daughters, fuck-up so much? I got to be honest. We see more fuck-ups. From people's that are people that are famous, their kids fuck up, overdose, some die, some go to jail, some fucking gets AIDS. You name it, dog. It is what it is. All I'm I'm just a question. I'm not judging nobody. I'm not saying nothing. I'm asking a question. I'm just asking a question. Why does so many like me and you are looking at it like fuck, Andy Reid, son? You were just about to coach in a Super Bowl, homie. You ran a motherfucker over because you were loaded. And Andy's had other sons with issues, dog. I, I just being a coach for this long, twenty years now, um, it consumes us. The profession consumes us. The profession consumes us. Sometimes I think coaches lose track of what's going on. If you got family, friends, folk, wife, uh, sons and daughters, sometimes you forget about them. And coaching consumes us. Sometimes it's better to just coach and not have a family, I think, sometimes. Because I think it's not fair to those guys. And I think the kids, the wife, suffer. And I'm going to rant on this too long, but Andy Reed's son, in my opinion, has no excuses, but we don't know what's really happening inside the house. But again, in my opinion, you didn't earn much. Your daddy earned it. Your daddy grew up right here in Southern California, right here in my backyard, was a great coach growing up. I've known who he was for a long time. Uh, he didn't grow up rich. Andy had to earn his stripes, earn his money. And... uh his kids probably haven't had it rough for their whole life growing up. They didn't have to worry about a, a, a next meal. They probably didn't have to worry about vehicles, getting cars. In high school, they probably had the best cars, nice cars. I I mean, I'm just assuming they had everything, but assuming he makes asses of us all. So I don't know how Andy raises kids. I'm not there. I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth. What I do know is I know he did not have to want for nothing, okay? He, he he basically had a father who was a millionaire. So guess what? We're a football coach. It's still a blue-collar business, in my opinion. But does the kids really have to earn their life, or is it handed to them? And that's why we see so many enabled kids fuck up that have rich daddies, rich mamas. I don't know. Interesting topic. Maybe I'll write a fucking book about it. Who knows? Um sorry about getting to the chat just now um yeah yeah i mean sean i mean the problem is dog he's had a few issues with his other kids too i mean goddamn look at what happened to with travesty of the other kid like i just wonder why his kids his family people in his family are are just they're so fucked up i'm just wondering uh is it because andy's just so busy coaching um, sometimes you rebel. Sometimes you, you don't know what, uh, how to, uh, properly love or discipline your kid. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in that situation, dog. Thank God. But, uh, God damn these cats fuck up. I don't know. Coaching in the Super Bowl hits two part cars. One has brain damage to this day. So that is the fucked up part about it. That's why I can't stand drunk drivers. That's why I can't stand fucking dudes that. They crashed their cars under the influence of anything. I think they're weak, cowardly cunt fucks. And I know motherfuckers that have four and five DUIs. I'm like, dog, you should be castrated live on my fucking show. (laughs) Like, I'm being honest. Um, Quavo, or whatever his fucking name is, um, Migos, was seen on TMZ in a heated argument right as shots rang out. So we had this conversation yesterday. Some fuck in here was like, oh, coach, you know, um, you know, you don't care about the rapper, but, uh, coach Zimmer's son died and you care about that now nah, because see, the problem is you thought your argument was it was an innocent bystander getting shot. Whatever the guy's name is. What's his name? Get back. Freak backs. Get back. What the fuck's the guy's name? Kid's name. I don't know his name. Um, But anyway, Quavo scene, getting into argument. You see a dude pull out a gun, shoot it. I saw it on TMZ last night. Uh, This kid, this other guy, Get Back or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, got shot. Uh, What's his name? Is it Get Back? Take Off. Take Off. Fuck, Get Back. Take Off. Get the fuck out of here. Whatever. It should be Get Back, motherfucker, because you should have got back out the way. (laughs) Because, unfortunately, you got killed because, again, yesterday, like I stated, You motherfuckers defending these motherfuckers as innocent bystanders when, nah, not really, homie, because you motherfuckers were out there trying to get it. Million dollar rappers. Another one goes down. Travesty in America. Another rapper. Young black male gets shot. It's unbelievable the excuses you motherfuckers make for excuses. Uh, it's unbelievable. I'm looking in the on the Twitter comments, and this kid should have been over. Oh, we can't. Oh my God, it's a travesty. No, it's not. It's not a travesty. You made a choice, homie. You made a choice to shoot a die. So I was talking to former NFL player Brandon Spikes last night, and he posted a he posted something, and I'm gonna get him on the show. He said, millionaire motherfucking public figures such as Quavo. And the Migos shooting dice in the hood is absolutely the most stupid thing I've ever seen. Pretty fair to me by another black man, who's a former NFL football player himself, been around this profession, around these celebrities. Pretty fair what he said. Pretty much what I said on the show yesterday. But you want to compare that to Mike Zimmer's son dying? <laughs> How about you motherfuckers put yourself in that position? And then you want to make excuses for it. Like, I just want to throw this out there. First of all, stop the bullshit. Innocent bystanders get shot in America. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me break this down. 787 Americans have been shot by police this year alone. 787 have been shot by police. 49,000 have been shot by idiots. And 78 people have been innocent bystanders. So over almost 50,000 people have been shot. So we have an issue right there. Let's not get it twisted for all you gun fucking raving lunatics out there. I don't really give a fuck about it. You want a gun at your house. If you don't want one, I don't trust none of you fucks. So when that mentality starts is, okay, well, I don't trust you. So I'm going to stay heated too. So I'm strapped, right? And that just happened. Everyone says that. Everyone has that mentality. We're all going to be strapped, right? <laughs> I mean, let's just keep it real. But don't talk to me about innocent bystanders dying. cause we got more innocent by. No, we don't. 78 motherfucking innocent bystanders out of 50,000. Idiots are shot more than innocents. <laughs> Idiots are shot more than innocents are shot. I just want to throw that out there. Make sure you hear what I said. Idiots are shot more than in no sense. Get the fuck out of here, dog. Get the fuck out of here. I'm tired of hearing all that bullshit. Tired of hearing the bullshit. Where's LeBron at, homie? LeBron, you worried about, you know, certain words being said on Twitter, but you're not worried about Quavo and them saying the same word on your rap song. Get the fuck out of here, man. You guys are killing me with the... Con- you motherfuckers are so hypocritical, homie. Like, keep it 100. Keep it 100, dog. NWA has been saying fuck the police and every single fucking thing you could think of for the 50 years. Now, all of a sudden, this Elon Musk fuck buys Twitter. Remember, I don't, I don't, I don't know shit about Elon Musk. I don't know nothing about it. All I know there's an uproar going on because he's apparently gonna charge $8 for verified people to stay verified or something. $8 a month or something. See now, dog, you're kind of fucking with things because I remember you saying this thing was free. It's about freedom of speech. Looks like a money grab to me. Looks like you're trying to get your $44 billion back. And I think a lot of cats out of principle. There's principalities in this thing. <laughs> I might fucking say, fuck you too. I don't know if I need to be verified on Twitter for $8 a month. That's just not that I can't afford it. It's just to me, it's stupid. Why would I pay to prove who I am? Why will the fuck would I pay to prove to you who I am? Like, let me keep it real. So, Isaac, you're going to pay once a month to sh- prove who you are? Let's keep it real. Come on, Isaac, give me a give me some feedback. Dogs go wolf, cats go meow. You're going to pay $8 a month to prove to the world who you are every single month. Nah, Brian, it's not $8 for everybody on Twitter. It's eight dollars for verified. So if you had a blue check, it's eight dollars to keep the check. Not gonna get rid of trolls. To me, that's gonna that's gonna make more trolls. So you're not paying Netflix to prove who you are, though. Fuck you, talking about. (laughs) What are you talking about? You're not showing Netflix who you are every month, homie. You're buying. You're paying Netflix to see. Shitty old movies. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to prove to you every month that I'm JB. I I need my verification badge. Now, if I have to do it for business, maybe I will do it. Maybe my team will say you got to do it, JB. It is what it is. All right, fuck it. I'll never see the $8, you know. It's unfortunate. It's just about principle. Like, I'm not feeling it. Because I don't like these rich dictating to the poor what happens i just don't like that shit it's kind of slave labor in my opinion that's just me though but i'm not a right guy i'm not a left guy i'm not a fucking red or blue i'm straight down the middle i call it what it is elon musk seems like another fuck boy and he's right there with the regular movements of bullshits um he's gonna fucking get you to fucking buy his electric cars that don't work and you're all gonna buy in and believe it <laughs> And fuck Tesla, homie. I wouldn't buy a Tesla if it was the last fucking car. I think they're ugly pieces of shit. I, I, I want to hear my car. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this silent fucking car. You start up and you don't hear nothing. You just start the car. I don't want to hear no fucking humming. I want to hear fucking start the. I want to hear that, motherfucker. I want to hear no goddamn. Oh, shit, I got to plug it up. Man, fuck electric is the future, motherfucker. Future these nuts and fucking electric car these nuts. I got a shirt on my website. Maserati all day. Start my Maserati up, that motherfucker pops.
1: That's
0: how my fucking Maserati sounds, motherfucker. Fucking electric. (laughs) Ash, go lay down. It's all right. I'm not doing nothing. I'm just talking shit early in the morning. Pre-snap read. Brought to you by Canada Dips. Uh, so miss me with the fucking innocent bystander talk with the rapper cat. He got killed because his homeboy set him up in what I, what I, I, bottom line, whether he set it up malicious, whether he, wh- whether he set it up however you want to call it, it's a setup, homie. Guess what? A turnover on downs is the same thing as throwing an interception. We still classify it as a fucking turnover. Just so we're clear. You still classify it as a turnover. Setup is a setup. Sorry. Coach, you didn't set him up on purpose. Okay. Did he die? Yeah. Oh, okay. He set him up. (laughs) Like, sorry. See, a lot of you motherfuckers don't, you all want to say what, you know, you all want to say shit. It ain't about what you tell me. It ain't about what you say. It's what you fucking do. We are what we do, not what we say we do. Come on, man. John Hall, you can't afford a Maserati, so that's why you say you like Toyotas. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. You know how soft and ignorant you sound? You can't afford my Maserati. That's why you like Toyotas. It blows my mind that cats have the audacity to talk shit about some shit they can't afford or have never seen or couldn't get. Hey, dog, I was your way when I was your age. Or or even you might be older than me, but unfortunate for you. You know. I was the way I was I was like you dog. I was like, damn, I wish I had a Maserati. I wish I could afford a Maserati. But see, the difference is I didn't hate and throw salt on it because I couldn't have it. That's the difference between me and you. So you're a bitch mate cat. I'm not. See what I'm saying? There's a difference. I commend you for winning in this world. You hate on me for winning in this world let's just keep it real (laughs) let me keep it real as i'm spitting the gospel at you today because at the bottom line is you throw salt where i try to cover it up i try to cover the open wound you throwing salt in the open wound because bitch made cats they thrive on that because you got what's called small dick syndrome you know your girl left the the car when you opened the door for her and you know, you're all dressed up to go to the prom, and you open the door, and then I roll up in a drop Chevy fucking nomad and beating up the block with some fucking lokes on and some crocosacks, and your bitch jumps in my car, and we go to the hood, and I fuck on her all night. <laughs> and you're like, where are you going, baby? Well, your bitch got snatched at prom and went with me. That's what happened. So that is who you are. See, that's the storyteller that I am, which, by the way, is all factual evidence. <laughs> Just like when I show you film of Lamar Jackson, that's actual factual evidence. It's film. I and this sky don't lie. I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, no, the kid wasn't a bystander, innocent. Uh, whether he was innocent or not, he wasn't innocent. He wasn't an innocent bystander. You may he had choices. It, sometimes they're hard choices, dog. Sometimes we gotta live with tough decisions that we make. It is what it is. Um <sighs> John Hall, it must be true. Must be true. Uh so the BCS fucked up real bad. I gotta break this down. I, I could probably make a show out of this. Um the BCS fucked this up. I want to explain to you first. Who is on the committee? Okay. Who is on the committee? See, again, LL Kuwait, another troll. Did I say I couldn't afford the $8 or did I say I refused to pay it out of principle? See, 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 that's the difference between me and you. I'd rather pay for a Maserati, something I can enjoy, drive around, take your bits in it. Um, excuse you know so on and so on but eight dollars to a free application that's been around for 10 15 years that is going to make another rich dude richer is something that i'm not with so again i'm not going to get I, I i don't need to address you you're a dick writer i mean obviously you're a dick writer <laughs> i i don't need to address you again um so just keep saying in the back uh hope my nuts taste good uh, let's break this down. The committee that the BCS currently is consisted of is a guy named Gary Barda. Gary Barda is the head of it. He's the AD at Iowa. Okay. Gary played. Gary played at North Dakota State. He actually played football. I think he won three national titles at North Dakota State when they were division two. Okay. Give you guys a little history. I could talk it all. I could talk real shit. I could talk to you about your favorite rapper getting smoked in a dice game. I could talk to you about football and the history of these committee members. I can break it all down for you. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. That's one thing a lot of you cats don't do and can't do, and you don't understand on mainstream media. You can't roll into all aspects of life like myself. But that's why a lot of people cancel me as well. But here it is. The committee consists of Gary Barda, Iowa AD, good old good old boy. All right. Played at North Dakota state. They, I think he won. I don't have it in front of me, but I think he won a natty in division two in like 83, 85. I want to say maybe 87. He won three natties. That is a division two. I want to say at least two, two natties. And then now another, the they're other FCS, obviously the home of like Carson Wentz and all these guys, right? He's the head of this committee. Mitch Barnhart, who's the AD at Kentucky, another good old boy. Um, I think he played uh small ball somewhere. He's the AD of Kentucky. Paola Boyvin, female professor at Arizona State. Okay. Had to look her up. Don't know who she is. Didn't know anything about her. She is apparently, quote unquote, she is an expert of women in sports journalism. Ah. Uh. She is a woman, okay? No problem with women. Love women. Oh, my goodness, do I love women. She's a woman, Arizona State professor, who's an expert in women's sports journalism. I'm sorry, but what the fuck does that make you when it comes to football, playoffs, who's what, who's who? And what gives you a right to make have a vote in a in hundred kids' futures on a football field? Just throwing that out there, everyone. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. So just let me let me throw that out there first, okay? So I'm doing that first. Just stay with me here. Uh Tom Berman is the AD at Wyoming. Tom Berman, B-U-R-M-A-N, is the AD at Wyoming. I tried to find some information on him. Uh, I didn't see anything on him. I don't know if he played or not. I couldn't find it, uh, so he must have not been a big-time player or anything. Charlie Cobb is the AD at Georgia State. So far, these are all white males and females. Um. He's the AD at at Georgia State, Charlie Cobb. Okay, I couldn't find much on him as far as playing. Boo Corrigan. I mean Boo, right? That's his name. He's the AD at NC State. Um Rick George, AD at Colorado. So far these are all white dudes, good old good old boy white dudes. He's the AD at Colorado. Then we're getting into some finally finally someone that understands the current dynamic in fucking football and sports will shields i actually got a i was fortunate enough to play with will for a minute uh will is a crazy bastard great fucking dude he's an ichabod if you don't know who that is um played division uh all right i'm sorry grew up in uh in a part of Kansas City, Kansas area. Um I thought he played D2. I don't think he did though. I think he went to Nebraska. Uh, I thought he was at a I thought he started off at a D2 before he went to Nebraska. But anyway, Will Shields maybe top 2 guard in NFL history in my opinion. Him and Larry Allen are the two best guards of, to ever play football in my opinion. He's on this committee, okay? Gene Taylor, AD at Kansas State. Back to a good old boy. He's on this committee. Joe, Joe Taylor. Okay, he's the vice president for athletics and community wellness at Virginia Union. Virginia Union is a black college. Uh, Joe Taylor, by the way, who I happen to know, a lot of people will not know who Joe Taylor is. Joe Taylor was put into the College Football Hall of Fame. He was the football coach. Uh, He's a coach. He's been a coach for a long, long time. He's accumulated a lot of wins. He's in the Black College Hall of Fame. Uh, He is on this committee. John Urschel, all right, played at Penn State. Um, He was an All-American at Penn State. Looks like a different cat. Gets drafted by the Ravens. Plays his entire career for the Baltimore Ravens. But he he only plays like a... I don't know. I want to say three years. He retires at the age of 26 years old, and apparently he is a math major. Literally, he is a mathematician to its to a T, and he looks like a math major if you pull him up. All right, John Urschel. So he played the game, but he didn't play very long. He'd rather have been a math major. He got out of football early and uh, was great at Penn State. Got drafted, played at the Baltimore Ravens, and just said, fuck it, I'm done. I retired at 26 years old. Rod West, former Notre Dame uh, player, um, you know, older brother, been around. Um, he's on a committee. And then finally, Tyrone Willingham, former head coach at University of Washington, Stanford, Notre Dame, been around a long time. I don't really fuck with Tyrone. I've known him a long time. Uh, he's done a few of my kids dirty. That's my own personal deal with him. But I know who he is and what he is. All right. I'm going to put it that way. This committee gives me, what do you guys call it, you young cats? Cringe. I cringe. I'm, I cringe from it or whatever. You guys give me that fucking cringe vibe. That committee right there besides Will Shields. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. it. Besides Will Shields and Joe Taylor, who coached, and there may be a few other cats in there. I don't know. I don't know much about Rod West. Uh, I know. I know he played at Notre Dame. Was an All American or something. Uh, I know Tyrone. That motherfucker gives me vibes. Uh, Mitch Barnhart, AD. I think he's the longest SEC tenured AD in the SEC. He's been in the SEC longer than any other AD in the SEC. Uh, Yeah, sus. You motherfucking young cats, sus. That committee, sus as shit, right? Whatever the fuck that means. Um, How the fuck is LSU above old Miss? I can't wait to get this started. Because I did it last night on Twitter on purpose, and you should have saw the responses. They're the dumbest fucking humans on Earth. Because LSU beat Ole Miss 45-20, maybe? And I waited for a few tweets like that to get going, right? And then I posted this copy-paste tweet that I made. already had it set up because I already knew. And I basically said, no shit. You think I'd post something not knowing that LSU beat Ole Miss? You don't think I knew Ole Miss's only loss was to LSU, you fucking idiots? Do you think I'm that fucking dumb? Let me break down why. And you know what? Hey, kudos to a lot of you on Twitter who came out and said, damn, Coke didn't even think about that. I know you did it. No shit, Sherlock's homeboy. That's why it's a teachable lesson. So why put Ole Miss so far down with one loss when – Really, they're the only team left that can run the table, get back to a possible playoff berth if they were a normal one loss team like Alabama. They're in the SEC if they went out, you're fucking them because they won't jump LSU, who beat them, who has two losses, one horrible one to Florida State, who's just lost three in a row. Nobody thinks about it that you're putting them below LSU for a reason because you know they cannot jump them. You know they won't jump these other teams. And you fucking a team, basically, that has an opportunity to win out, to keep them out of the playoff. Because Ole Miss, again, is not the sexy team. That is clearly what happened yesterday. I don't care if they lost to LSU. They lost recently to LSU. They have beat, in my opinion, better teams. And in my opinion, have a better opportunity to win out than LSU does. I think they're better than LSU. I think they had a bad week. They had a bad day. And we'll see what happens. But they're fucked. Ole Miss is fucked. They're out of it. Okay? Number one. That's my number one. That's not my number one. Number two. How do you put LSU above UCLA? Okay. UCLA lost to an Oregon team who got beat by Georgia. uh, Game one, Oregon has been on a tear. Uh, You can argue that they're playing as well as anybody in the country right now. It's probably an argument to be had, to be honest, which I didn't didn't think would happen. Shout out to Dan Lanning and that crew. My buddy, Adrian Clems, O-line coach there. I got a lot of friends there. So, That's number one. UCLA lost to them by 15. UCLA blew out Utah. Just want to throw that out there. Utah is a common denominator here that this committee seems to not understand because you didn't play football. Paola Boyvin, professor at Arizona State who's an expert of women in sports journalism. You don't have a fucking clue what Needs to transpire for these boys to play in the playoffs, to get there, to understand what they go through, to understand the dynamic of who's beaten who and why and when. West Coast, East Coast bias. We could break this all down. But I don't believe anyone on that panel understands it, except for Will Shields. That's just my personal opinion. So I thought you said they got Fucked. UCLA should be ahead of USC. That's my only gripe. That's my only gripe on that. UCLA should be ahead of USC. I can't believe a motherfucker posted on my thing. USC lost by one. UCLA got beat by 15. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, you guys are fucking dumb. You are dumb. Why are you so dumb, Twitter? That's why I have a problem paying $8 a month to listen to you dumb fucks who have the opportunity to be on there for free to continue to troll the people that are paying $8 who are verified. That is what I see coming up here. That is ignorance. So why would I pay $8 to hear this dumb fuck tell me that USC only lost to Utah by one, but UCLA lost by 15, but doesn't say who they lost to. He lost to Oregon. UCLA beat Utah by damn near 30, okay? So we have a common, we have two common denominators. UCLA beat Stanford, bad, 40 to 13. UCLA beat Utah, bad. USC struggle with Stanford, common denominator A, allowed 28 points by Stanford. Common denominator B, they lose to Utah, that a team UCLA beat by 30. So see, you guys on Twitter aren't smart enough to break that down like me. No offense, bow even You're not understanding you don't understand that. Either does I don't I don't believe either does uh <laughs> a lot of these motherfuckers on this committee. Gary Barta sure don't. So UCLA behind SC makes zero sense to me. Zero. Zero. Old Miss being at number 11 to me is kind of a fucking slap in the face. And the biggest surprise of all is Old I mean is Michigan being outside the top 4. Listen, Michigan hasn't played anyone, we can say that and argue it and all that. Clemson surely hasn't played anybody. And if you know anything about football whatsoever, anything at all, just watching the game, turning on football game, just watching the game. Michigan is so much better than Clemson this year. It's not even fucking close. Like, what are we looking at here? What are we doing here? What in the fuck is this committee doing? And I told you yesterday on this very show, it doesn't matter who number one is. It doesn't fucking matter who number two is. That doesn't matter. It does not matter who number three is and who number four is. It's all going to change in the next week. Two of, the fucking, two of the fucking top four teams play this weekend, okay? And Alabama plays LSU. This is going to change next week. So I told you, quit worrying about all that shit. It does not matter. But I'm just curious on how the fuck you came up with Clemson at four, Michigan at five. And we're not even going to get into TCU right now. I don't know if TCU is a playoff team right now or not. I would put them above Clemson. I could not put them above Michigan yet. I would put them above Clemson, though, but I don't believe Clemson's a top four team. So I would put, let me, let me just, before I get into it, I'm still in a fucking pre-snap read of this show. Um, uh, I want to show you my top four, and then I'm going to talk to you about my top 11. I just, I made a thing this morning. I want to put it up here, all right? I'm going to put it up here for you on the ticker. Um, let me put it on the ticker here. Here it is. JB's BCS top four. Georgia should be number one. Tennessee two. Michigan should be three. Ohio State should be four. All right. So hold on. Let me let me let me let me edit this real quick. I want to I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna put this on the board. Okay. I'm gonna put it on the board in, in stalemate. I don't want to tick in. I want to talk to you about Georgia first. They should be number one in my opinion for the simple fact that they've won the natty. They're the they're the champ. You got to knock out a champion. The committee seems to not understand that everyone thought they got rid of nine NFL first round draft picks on defense. They were going to be shitty. Guess what? Georgia surprised you and are even better on defense this year. So they just reloaded, re-upped. They've had a few struggles. They have a quarterback who's a a national champion. He understands it. Um, He's a guy that you have to worry about because he understands it and gets it. He's going to put his team in the right position. They still have enough talent to win. Curious to see them in Tennessee this weekend. I'm not jumping Georgia just because an upstart, uplifted Tennessee team's having a good first half of the year. See, that's the problem with you committee members. That's the problem. You anoint everyone so fucking quickly in America now. You anoint the best quarterback. You talk shit and say he's a bust. We anoint or bury More people faster now than I've ever seen in our life because the Twitter trolls and social media ticker just keeps rolling along the bottom of the stream. That's why I made this frozen right here. I want you to see it instead of ticking by you real fast because everything's a tick by. Everything goes by you nowadays. Everything blows by you and you think, oh, fuck, the new bread is out at Subway. Now that's the best bread. But you've been an Italian sub guy your whole life. Now that they make this new bread, it's only out for one week. It's the best bread I've ever had in my life. No, it's not. Shut the fuck up. It's just the new thing. You guys get infatuated with the new thing. We're so infatuated with the new thing. That's why pussy's undefeated, man. New pussy and pussy are the most, are the only two things undefeated in this world. Sorry new pussy infatuates you new is infatuation <laughs> is it not is it not so well i'm not trying to sneak you know me i'm gonna keep it real i'm not trying to throw these west coast teams in the top 11 i'm just trying to be honest with the evaluation here usc and ucla's had the best year they've had in a long time and i'm looking at the top 25 and i'm like well syracuse has hit two 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 bumps um k k state you know lost recently uh ku's out oklahoma's a no-show oklahoma state um they just got shellacked by k state 48 nothing they shouldn't even be in the top 20 to me so i'm looking at this top 25 and i'm like well i don't know if there's another 10 or 15 teams better than usc and ucla and if you want to argue with me on that you can i I i don't have a real partial way either way i just think those are the two best teams representing the west coast right now um I don't believe there's 10 other teams better than those two as far as being in the top 11 but that's just my take on it um and obviously Oregon since they've lost to Georgia is clearly the best team on the west coast um but as far as UCLA USC and the, you know there's three teams out here that are that are okay they're not great USC has no defense whatsoever UCLA I was figuring they were going to have a hiccup in the road and Oregon is rolling can they continue to roll uh I don't know But let me get to my point. We're so fascinated by the new thing that we want to bump Tennessee. What has Tennessee done in the last fucking 20 years historically? How can you take a team that's just on an upstart, having a great year right now, beat Alabama, who we know shouldn't have won that game, but you wouldn't even be talking about them right now if Alabama would have handled their business, and didn't have that fucking P.I. and that other shit happen. But that is what it is. That's football, right? So we want to anoint Tennessee already and put them past the present and current national champion, Georgia. Like, let that sink in. See, half of you right now are thinking about what I'm saying, and I'm like, and you're like, oh, damn, that's probably right. But you all voted for Tennessee because you think they're sexy right now because they're fucking flashy right now. But the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, dog, (laughs) the truth of the matter is, uh, you're idiots. Now, if Tennessee beats Georgia, that's when you put them at number one. You don't put them at number one first. You've set them up for failure. You set those kids up for failure who's never been there. They've never even been this high. They don't know what it's like. Alabama, Georgia, they've been there. They know what it is. Clemson, they've been there. They know what it is. Ohio State, they've been there. They know what it is. Tennessee don't even know what it is. You guys put all this pressure on these kids. Now they're number one. You know how many dick right? Rod- you know what much shit talking they're doing right now? And I know Hypo's trying to keep them grounded, and I think he's doing a hell of a job. But you know these kids still leak it out on social media and talking shit to their fucking homies on DMs. Those DMs get shared. They become screenshots. They become posts. Come on, man. Get real. Be honest. Let's keep it real. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So I think Georgia's my number one. Tennessee's number two. Michigan is my number three. Why can they're Michigan number three? Coach, how do you bump them over Ohio State? Well, both of them have had basically similar schedules. They've had soft ones to date. They haven't really played anyone of any substance. Um, the handling, the drubbing of Penn State, common denominator, Michigan blew them out, ran for fucking damn near 400 yards, uh, looked like an entirely better team. Ohio State struggled with them mildly for fucking three and a half quarters. That is my look at this common denominator. I look at who played who, what happened, boom, there we go. That is my de- That is my deciding factor. Coach, Michigan struggled versus, versus Mar- or Rutgers or Maryland, Maryland, at home. Yeah, they did. Early in the season, they did, but they won. Um, And if we want to compare those games, fine. But I compare Penn State because Penn State should be a better team on paper. They're higher higher ranked. They're the bigger dog. They're the more popular storied program. So I'm going to rank those two teams common opponent than Maryland. Sorry. So that's how I'm looking at that. Michigan, I would put it three. Just because their body of work, dog, to me, they look better than most teams. I'm just being honest. I think they're a real problem. I think they are a problem. Um, I have Ohio State at four. And then on the outside, I got Alabama. Because they've been there, done that, they're going to probably be there again. So you know you keep them right around the top five, top six. I put them top five because TCU is yet to – this is year one. I want to see them get through this thing. I'm not going to bump. Alabama so here's my rationale committee here's here's my rationale everybody in the in the in the chat I want to hear your I want to see when I break down real shit you guys don't understand it until later on i get a dm you're like damn you're right about that shit I never think about it hey it's all good dog if you don't think about it, it's cool I'm, I'm glad I could shed some light on it but here we go if you bump Tennessee to number one like you have committee you jump Georgia Current and past national champ. You put them at number one. You put Tennessee at one, dog. Why the fuck you don't put TCU? Why don't you take TCU and bump them ahead of teams, two? See, it makes no sense. There's no rationale there. So, see, I'm going to keep Tennessee behind Georgia. I'm going to keep TCU behind Alabama because they haven't done anything yet. But you're going to put Tennessee at number one. Why? What have they done? So, why don't you bump TCU and these other schools ahead of teams that have won before? If you're going to do it with one, let me see your consistent pattern. That is the problem I have. That's why I know Paola Boyvin and all you fucks are in this meeting eating donuts, and you're just like flipping a coin and shit. Ah, fuck. Clemson, you got in the top five. You got in the top four today. (laughs) So, I don't know. That's just me. That's what I I think. So, I got them. I I put Clemson at seven because they're undefeated still. And that's the only reason I put them above Oregon. Oregon's on a hot roll. I would put Oregon at eight ahead of SC and UCLA, clearly. I'd put them right above top ten. I'd put them above Ole Miss at nine. And then I would put... UCLA at ten, USC at eleven, and then I would probably have LSU at twelve if I wanted to keep going. Not a believer in LSU yet. I think uh, me and me and me and Zach say it all the time. We think Brian Kelly can coach. We think he's a good coach. We think that the weird shit's gonna bite him in the ass because you're not gonna get those kids for the next year, in two years, three years. It's gonna bite you in the ass. Your you're, LSU has talent every year, dog. Ogeron didn't leave the bear, the cupboard bare, by the way just want to throw that out there. I just want to throw that out there. LSU had motherfuckers in the locker room. Don't think that LSU was just a bunch of D2 cats walking around. <laughs> LSU had dudes, dog. So I just want to be clear. So that is my that is my top 11 right now. LSU would probably be sitting out at 12. That's just me. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, Man, this is the longest pre-snap read I've had in a long time. Uh, that's what she said. I just wanted to know. I just want to get your take on it. That's my take. You can take it or leave it. I don't really care. I'm still sleeping tonight perfectly fine. Um, You know, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, LSU always has talent. I mean, LSU wins a natty every so many years. I mean, think about it. There's a trend there. LSU wins. Like, don't get it twisted. LSU is going to win natties here and there. They get talent. Like, they get talent. So don't think they don't. Like, come on, man. Uh, yeah, let's let's pump the brakes, dog. Um, oh, my back is fucked. I'm trying to look back in the chat. Of course, Bruce Helms would put LSU over SC and UCLA, but you can't tell me why. See, I just broke down a whole rationale on everybody, but you can't tell me why. See, all you do is say, Dogs bark, cats meow. Like, dog, will you guys stop just making blanking statements? If you're going to troll, at least leave some substance. Leave some facts. Leave some evidence. Leave some shit. Police shot 49,000. Police shot 787 Americans this year. That's stats. 49,000 have been shot by regular random idiots trying to be cool on social media. (laughs) 78 of those people, innocent bystanders. Get back, he was not one of them. Quavo set him up. <laughs> now those are facts. That's what you need to bring to the table if you're gonna talk shit, dog. That's just what it is. ACC is 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 bad. I'm just gonna be honest. They're not very good. We just was we were waiting for when when was Syracuse finally just gonna fall off? They lost to an unranked Notre Dame, wasn't really close. They played Clemson tough, which makes me think Clemson is still they're nowhere near a top four team, in my opinion. Clemson is not even near a top four team, in my opinion. Um, so you know, it is what it is. Well, you don't the, Marty, you 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 sound dumb. I'm just sorry. The real reason Tennessee is number one is because the committee has realized SEC fans will give better ratings to them fan bases. They are SEC biased. Uh <laughs> What conference is Georgia in? What conference is Georgia in? Oh, they're in the SEC too. So, please explain to me why you think Tennessee should have jumped Georgia. Because you just made a dumbass statement, Marty, that the real reason Tennessee is number one is because the committee has realized SEC fans will give them better ratings. Did you not realize Georgia's in the SEC? Did you not realize Georgia's the defending national champ? Did you not realize Tennessee plays them this weekend? Did you not realize that what the fuck you're talking about? Shut the fuck up, Marty. You sound like Marty on fucking Back to the Future. Shut the fuck up. Holy shit, you guys are fucking dumb. Um, it's hard to say, give you Utah over SC. I know they beat them, um, so I, I, I'm with it. I'm with you, um, but UCLA beat Utah bad. And how is UCLA behind? You know how is UCLA so far down there? They're three slots behind SC, and you beat the shit out of Utah. Like, come on, dog. Um, that's what I have a problem with, committee. Like UCLA should be at least ahead of SC, and then you could you can argue with me Utah should be ahead of SC. But SC Utah, Utah has two losses. See these two losses are fuck. This committee sees two losses. And they fuck you, but they don't fuck LSU. <laughs> See, that's my inconsistent shit here. I'm trying to weigh this down. How can you can you can you promote LSU with two losses? But you fuck Utah. Like I I get it, West Coast bias. Utah lost to Florida, SEC team, uh, game one. Florida's not very good. Uh, I get it, but at the same time, two losses is two losses, dog. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Alabama two loss team that got in the playoffs that year, I think, is a is a rare exception, right? Uh two lost teams aren't going to get in unless there's there's, there's multiple two loss teams and you have no course of action. There that there hasn't been multiple two loss teams, though, to have to worry about the BCS having a strong debate. And especially looking at this committee. Especially looking at this fucking committee. So um uh, i don't know anyway nfl trades let's get to it um go lay down um trade the lions trade within the division all right they trade tyler hawkinson to the the vikings the number one team in the in the nfc north um That is interesting to me. Uh, the Lions just keep lining it up. They're just the Lions, dog. They're just like the Raiders. They're just like the Chargers. They're just like these teams that fuck it up every year. The Lions looked like the promising team. Everyone loved them. They were great. They did a lot of yelling. They cried together. They had a good staff. Everyone liked them. What did I say? They're still the Lions. They're going to be shitty. They're still probably the worst team in the NFL. So, they get rid of their best offensive weapon, and why? What do they get back? I don't know. Uh, it's a very interesting trade to me. Very, very interesting trade to me. Dolphins get Bradley Chubb, and they also got uh, veteran running back Wilson from the Niners. They sent a private jet to Santa Clara out here in Cali, picked him up, stopped in Denver, got Chubb, flew all the way back to Miami, and, um, In time for, uh, you know, medical clearance this morning, which they're doing now, I'm sure. And, uh, Miami probably, I would think Miami's won that. We're going to ask Chase Sr. who, who, who won the draft, who won the trade, who lost it. We're going to find out. We're going to, we're going to grade out these things when Chase joins us later on today. Um, so uh, speaking of that, let me um, let me send this link real quick to Chase. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Um, yeah, we haven't even started this fucking show yet. To be real with you, uh, there's a lot to discuss. Um. oh man uh let's see my bad let me get this to you real quick fucking emails i can't stand emails dumb shit um let me get that to chase all right so the the trade deadline was yesterday i remember uh who came in here yesterday uh who came in here yesterday and said it's t- the trade deadline's today? And I was like, Nah, it's actually one o'clock yesterday. <laughs> um, no, Matt's not gone. Carl Regal, what what what's your infatuation with Matt, homie? I mean, dog, no, he's not gone. Again, anointing and judging. Uh, goddamn, was he just not on the show yesterday? He has some issues with his kids. He had to take them to school. He can't come on today. He'll be back tomorrow. What in the fuck, homie? Are you going to make a Twitter post now, Carl Regal, and say a conspiracy now? Matt left JB. (laughs) Holy fuck, homie. Do you have anything else to do in life, homie? Do you have anything else to do in life? Holy shit. Um, this mo- motherfuckers are, are 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 bottom feeders, homie. Like, get a life, dog. Go do go get some pussy, homie. Can you get pussy? Can you get pussy? Holy fuck, homie. <sighs> Dolphins get Bradley Chubb and Wilson. The Jags trade for suspended Calvin Ridley. Ironically, Calvin Ridley placed a bet last year that his Atlanta Falcons beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> now he's a Jacksonville Jaguar. He got traded on his motherfucking day off. He got fired on his motherfucking day off. Calvin Ridley, Falcons are like, ah, we're tired of waiting for you. Go ahead and get traded. The Jags getting him, I don't know what that helps because I don't know if, if, I don't know if, uh I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's any, if Carson. I mean, if uh, Trevor Lawrence is a fucking guy or not yet. Me and me and Sean Salisbury broke that down last night. Wait, we, we, we can't wait to launch that next Tuesday. But we we broke that down. Is he a bust or not? Uh, we're so quick to anoint. We're so quick to throw under the bus. You know, Carl Regal's so quick to. Is Matt done? Motherfucker hasn't even been gone 24 hours. Is Matt gone? <laughs> <laughs> holy shit um the bears get chase claypool the packers are supposed to get them they had them locked down apparently and then something happened um and then naeem hines is traded to the bills i have to want i have to come out and say that might be the biggest impact trade of the day that might be the biggest trade that helps the team the most right there Hines is legit. The Colts must be blowing it up now. Fuck it. Uh, the Bills getting Hines is a win um, and a dangerous one at that for the AFC. I got to be honest. Um, Still has trade for Commander's Corner, William Jackson III. Uh, it's interesting to me. He's the bitch-made cat that's been bitching on the sideline and shit, and he wants a trade. Another demand-the-trade motherfucker. I'm surprised. That's why we're fucked up. That's why we're so shitty. That's why we're fucked up, world. I can make a show about pre-snap breed today, dog, because I'm still in pre-snap breed and I got so much shit. That's why we are so fucked up, world. Why take him? He's clearly a bitch-made cat shitbird, bitching on the sideline, complaining. He wants traded, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? The the commanders just won two in a row with your boy Heineke, homie. Now you're going to be traded to the Steelers, who have one (laughs) win. Sometimes you reap what you sow. Sometimes you reap what you sow. Fresh start. That's just crazy, dog. I want to walk into Walmart live streaming today. I wish I could have a film crew come with me, dog. I want to walk in, Hector, to Walmart, all right? I want to walk into Walmart, and I'm going to be like, Walmart employees, raise your hand. Which one of you guys need a fresh start? I do. We all do. I don't need a fresh start. Coach, why? What's up? I'm just asking because this motherfucker making $10 million a year needs a fresh start. He can't handle it, dog. Can you handle it making $9 an hour serving our groceries to these fucks out here with masks on looking like weirdo fucking creeps in Walmart? With no shoes on, one sock on, no teeth. Fuck their moms and their sisters. Think they're their wives, but they're really not. They're their third cousin. Can you tell me how you deal with them every day making $9 an hour? And this old enabled bitch making $10 million a year needs a fresh start. I just thought it would be cool. Can you guys raise your hand? Who needs a fresh start here at Walmart? God damn, dog. Like, come on, bruh. Fresh start? And you gave it to him. And you gave it to them? You gave them the fresh start, Tomlin? You gave this shitbird a fresh start. It ain't a fresh start, dog. It's a fresh start for you, Tomlin. It's just a new ending for him. It's a new ending for him. Ain't no fresh start, dog. It's a new cat for you. It's a new ending for him. It ain't no fucking fresh start. He's going to be the same cancer with you. He's going to smile in your face for a few months because you just gave him a fresh fucking start. He's going to be a cancer in two months. But guess what? Every young kid out there saw he demanded for a trade and got it, and you gave it to him. And now guess what? Everyone's going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep demanding trades, demanding trades. (sighs) Fuck, man. I guess if you made me president, I could try to change the life of the world, but I just don't know. Make me NCAA commissioner. I think I could change it. Make me the fucking NFL commissioner. Shit. I'd take away horse collar number one. Put back helmet to helmet. (laughs) Oklahoma drill, first thing, mandatory, every NFL camp. You guys got Oklahoma drill. Let's go. Boom. That's the first thing I'd do. I'd be at every camp. Oklahoma drill, let's go. I'll be the commissioner blowing the whistle. Let's roll. Oklahoma drill, let's go. Woo. Wow. I would be that motherfucker. That's who the commissioner I would be. Now, if I see a lazy bitch-made-ass horse collar, you're fucking fine and kicked out of the game. You get a four-game suspension. (laughs) ha. Put in kickoff return. Let's go. Wedge breakers. I want to see you right here in the 20-yard line. Let's go. You got a motherfucking asshole to you? All right, let's go. Wedge breaker number one. You're up. Go. You four. The this motherfucker. Let's go. That's what I'd be. Commissioner. Boom. I'd be the first guy. We put in wedge breaker. We put in kickoff return. Mandatory. You have to return the kick. Cannot take a knee in the end zone. Back up the kicker. So the kick can't go out the end zone. We got to get returns every single time. You want to make fucking NFL exciting again? You bring back kickoff return. That's what the commissioner JB would do. Keeping it real. Let's go. Kickoff return. Oklahoma drill. No fucking horse collar. Guess what? You wouldn't have these fucking bullshit injuries. You wouldn't have all these hamstring shoulder injuries. You wouldn't have no bullshit ass fucking 600 injuries. And you'd, want, you'd be like, damn, motherfuckers are playing. Can't demand for a trade. You have to play out your contract or you don't play and don't get paid. That's another move I'll make as a commissioner. You got to play through your team. And get, unless they trade you on their own, you cannot demand one. You make your money. You enjoy your money. You play all out. If you bullshit, tank, or fucking bitch and moan, you're cut without pay. Boom. Now we're changing some shit. Now the young kids in college says, damn, NFL ain't no joke. That's just cutthroat. I got, if I want to make a hundred mil, I got to fucking strap up. I got to play. I got to be a real human and not a shitbird, bitch made cat. Now college may change. Now college football will be like, damn. I better not transfer, dog. I better figure out how to play on this team and compete because if I go to the NFL, I can't ask for a trade no more because I gotta earn my stripes and earn my money and I gotta beat out this other dude. So I might as well stay right here at fucking Florida. I might as well stay here, dog. Fucking in the portal because the NFL you can't go. You gotta play through your contract unless you're traded. Because JB's the commissioner. I'm gonna I'm gonna change life. I'm gonna change the world. Unless until the asteroid hits us, I'm gonna change the world until the asteroid hits us. Being honest. Being real. <sighs> Roughing the passer. Gone. Take that shit right out. Hitting the quarterback. Gone. Hit that motherfucker. Quarterbacks, you are again live. Guess what it would do? Guess what it would do? Everyone out there that knows so much. Guess what quarterbacks live again would do? Can't believe I'm saying quarterbacks live. Like, it's fucking unbelievable. But guess what it would do? You wouldn't be running around no more. Quarterback play would be at an all-time high again. Quarterback play would be great. You know why? Because they'd have to learn to throw from the fucking pocket on time. Climb the pocket. Throw it away. Get it out. You want to scramble? You're going right to the sideline. You ain't sliding no more, motherfucker, because your ass about to get lit up. Shit. Come on now. I'm just throwing out real shit. Ad-libbing it, dog. It's what I do. Um, I think Naeem Hines is the biggest get in the trade. We're gonna t- we're gonna ask Chase though. In the last hour, we're gonna ask him what he thinks. Um, Michigan State suspends four more players. Brian Case is probably happy about that. I think it's a bitch made move. I think it's a bitch made cat move. I think there's a bunch of bitch made cats involved in this thing. I think is a bitch made cat and he's bitching and moaning and crying. Motherfucker, this ain't no criminal act. Shut up. Your fucking dumbass player who you can't control ran in the tunnel by himself, which Matt McChesney eloquently threw it out there yesterday, by the way. Monday. Monday. Um, Then Carl Regal, Matt Dunn? (laughs) Um, Anyway, you shouldn't have ran in there, dog. Start none, don't be none. Don't fucking run in there. How about you control your players, Harbaugh? And now your player gets fucked, and now you're bitching about it. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with that bullshit. Harbaugh's always done some bitch-made shit, homie. I'm, I, ever since I've known the dude, he's been a bitch-made cat. Anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. Georgia star edge rusher Nolan Smith's out for the season. He suffered a tore pectoral muscle. Against Florida, Uh, he's a senior and former number one overall recruit. He is projected as a late first-round pick. Um, The injury, though, may have fucked him. Who knows? Um, Former 49er GM uh, John McKay's dad, 91 years old. Uh, College football playoff rankings, obviously Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson 4, Michigan 5, Alabama 6, TCU 7. Why didn't you put TCU above Alabama, committee? You put Tennessee above Georgia. Why wouldn't you throw that? Why, why are you so inconsistent? I don't know. Well, you do have the lady that knows all things about female analytics. <laughs> I guess she's the reason you guys are so good at picking these things. And then you got a bunch of fucking good old boy ADs. Sports Illustrated released a mock draft with Hendon Hooker going second overall. I want to be clear. Sports Illustrated bunch of bitch-made cats. Uh, they They actually wrote an article about me, and none of it was true. Uh Michael Jordan actually called them out on his uh big documentary, 30 for 30 show. Um, he also called them out. Sports Illustrated is a big time bitch made cats. Um, ever since they were repurchased and, and came back out as a social media type of thing, and magazine ended, even though they still do the magazine, but nobody reads magazines no more. Uh Sports Illustrated has been an absolute joke. Um I want to know is this complete BS and does uh, he have a realistic shot to play his way into the first round? I don't know. I I don't think he translates very well. Uh, we had, uh, we had touchdown Terry Wilson, former Kentucky wildcat quarterback on my show the other day and we did a live together and he thinks that Hendon hooker translates because that's what the league is. Uh, we also had cash Daniel, former, uh, Kentucky wildcat, uh, owner of his own whiskey bourbon. Um, Line, um, famous turkey shooter, uh, Cash Daniel. He he also said that this is what the league is. It's becoming this. But if I was a commissioner, I would change that because I'd make you live again, and then it wouldn't become this. And then you'd have to really fucking throw and read coverage and know the front and know the protections and those things. So I think we're setting these cats up for fell, who are all-time great athletes, who are all-time bad at quarterback. (laughs) That's just what it is. That's real talk. That's real shit. So that's just what it is. That's what I'm saying. I'm sticking to it. Now, the Colts fire OC Marcus Brady, cat that I'd known a long time. Uh, good young brother, man. Just, I, I don't know. I, I, he got in where he fit in, dog, because I'm going to tell you right now. How he got to be an OC in the NFL is mind-boggling, but I ain't knocking it. Uh, I'm just telling you the facts. Phillies take a 2-1 lead over the Astros in a 7-0 shutout. Dusty Baker just can't get it done. I, I got to be honest, Dusty Baker, I liked him a lot. I met him a couple times. He only came out of retirement off his ranch. Uh, that is unbelievable, by the way. Uh, he's only, re- he came out of retirement to get this ring that is avoiding him. And he, he's done a hell of a job. He gets Houston back after all the debacle and the fucking, the, the cheating scandals and all that. He's getting him. He's got him right back in the thick of things but he can't get over that hump. It's just a proverbial hump that he's is in his way. And the Phillies seem to be on all cylinders right now. And they're smoking the rock and uh they beat the shit out of Houston last night after a rain delayed game missed Monday night. And tonight, game 4, uh Houston better win this or it's over. That's just me. That's me. Um Uh, um I don't know. Interesting. Um, uh, interesting. Phillies are gonna win this bitch. I think they are. And, and Dusty Baker, God, fuck, I love Dusty Baker, can't get it done. Some cats just don't have that it factor, dog. I, I define I define it factor by what's called an executive presence. Do you have an executive presence? That is what how I how I do it. Do you have a do you have an executive presence? That's the it factor. So, um, I can't wait. Chase Sr. will join us here in a few minutes. We're going to get into the NFL trades. Who won? Who lost? Biggest impacts for you and what you see. We're going to break all those things down. Uh, before that, uh, I'm going to take a little piss break. I'll be right back uh, to get to get the, le- the last hour and a half um, by myself. Chase, Chase will join me. We're going to break down the NFL trade and all things NFL. i got a lot to still discuss. We're going to get into all things short, fat, skinny, and tall. I'll see you in about three minutes. All right, give me your Matt Rule to uh, take, because it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to hear it, especially as you're headed to Boulder.
1: So I'm, I'm in Boulder now. I'm about to pull up to the facility. I'll hop off the show this morning about 820 to go into this meeting. Um, look, Matt Rule has been a program builder in college at Temple. He took over a terrible Temple team. They had 10 or 11 wins when he left at nationally ranked ass-kicking NFL players took over a bad Baylor team after the Bryles controversy, um, whatever happened there, and turned that around and took them to double-digit wins multiple times and then jumped to the NFL. So, if I'm Rick George up here in Boulder, uh, I I like the intern Mike Sanford. He'll be a good offensive coordinator, you know, if, if Rule was to get hired here. If he can turn things around and win a couple games here to, to get things going in Boulder, and I think they can. They're college kids. They can turn it around quick. Uh, maybe he is the key. I don't know. But when Matt Rule is out there and he's had a track record of doing this and building programs, that's exactly what CU needs. It's exactly what they need is that kind of coach right now that has established recruiting connections, that's done it already, that knows the blueprint, uh, and that honestly, you know, has tried – and dipped his toes in the the NFL coaching pool. And, you know, it didn't treat him very well. He was 11 and 27, and that's not a knock on him necessarily. You know, it's – the NFL is a different animal. It's not like coaching in college. So, you know, Pete Carroll always used to say before he did go to the NFL, uh, you know, why would I go to the league where I can only have one first-round draft pick a year when I can be at SC and recruit 10? So – you know, Matt Rule can kinda of look at this and step back and, and look at this as another opportunity for him to come do what he does, which is build and then hopefully prosper wherever he goes. Auburn is probably gonna open up. I don't see Brian Harston staying there. That's another name. Colorado could kind of pick up Auburn scraps. Oh, well, Harston's got a lot of West Coast connections being at Boise State, and Matt Rule could easily end up at Auburn as well. So I just think that, you know, with all the struggles CU's gone through trying to find a coach since they fired Gary Barnett way back in the day um, and trying to find some consistency of that position, this might be that guy. So I'm excited about the the opportunity for him to at least, you know, be interviewed and see what happens there. But, you know, he's going to get a huge bag from Carolina. He signed a seven year contract, bro. Like his agent should win fucking agent of the year every year for the next seven years for that deal. Cause coaches got money is all guaranteed. So yeah, you know, Matt rule a seven year contract and to get fired in halfway through your third year. And that's four and a half years now of him just collecting a fucking bag and for being shitty. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's weird. So I think he could come back to college and be a really, really good coach an asset for whoever does hire him. So, I mean, we'll see. I'll have a better understanding what things are, are looking like up here in Boulder after I get done with this meeting today. That's for damn sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's do it.
0: <clears throat> I saw it. I see the chat. Carl Regal says some crazy shit. He said, I'm shadow banned from Pat McAfee. <laughs> I talked to Pat McAfee yesterday. Like, Why do people assume shit? Why do people assume shit? Like, I'm not going to put our personal business out there, but why do people assume shit? People act like there's a problem or something. No, not at all. (laughs) You motherfuckers just say dumb shit, dog. Let's get to the first and ten segment of this show. Brought to you by onlineag First down. <laughs> Brought to you by Canada Dips. Uh, it is crazily raining, pouring rain here, and my internet seems to be glitching in and out. So I don't have no idea what's going on. Um, it I did not know today was gonna be like this. it, it, it is blowing like crazy. My backyard's fucking torn apart. Uh, hopefully I don't have another flood, but it is raining like crazy today. Um, so something happens you know where i'm at motherfucker goes out who knows um i want to get into the nfl leaders through eight weeks all right and i'm going to ask you guys what's going to happen i'm surprised kareem hunt didn't get traded that's a big one to me um that doesn't mean they still can't be moved but um now it's going to be basically free agents being let go, released, or what have you, and scooped up. Um, NFL passing leaders right now Joe Burrow still number one, Tom Brady's number two, believe it or not, Josh Allen's number three, Mahomes is four, and Herbert is at five. Are those the best five quarterbacks in the NFL as well? So, basically, where do you put Aaron Rodgers in that mix right there? Since this is just yardage, this is just yardage, we're talking yardage, all right. We're talking yardage. We're talking yardage. Yardage don't mean shit, dog. Stats are a very, very misleading uh, deal. We talked about that the other day, though. Uh, A lot of you guys don't want to talk about that. But um, just speaking of yardage. Burrow just got blown out. He's the leading yard and, and he's leading the NFL in yardage. Brady's second. They're bad football team. So what does yardage mean? Josh Allen's the only good. They're, they're the one lost team. They're th- he's third. Uh, Chiefs, they're, they're he's fourth. They're, they're in the mix. Herbert's fifth. Chargers, eh, they're not really in the mix. Leading rusher. Nick Chubb 841 yards, Saquon Barkley 779, Derrick Henry 755, Josh Jacobs 7 or 676 who only got 9 touches last week in a blowout loss to the Saints, and Aaron Jones is fifth. Um, why isn't Taylor on there for the Colts? We're not feeding him the rock. We're not feeding him the rock. Uh Brees Hall, the rookie, was on his way to having a great year. He got hurt. Um, curious to see how the Jets end up folding uh, – keep going. I'm gonna keep going to keep going the stats, though. Tyreek Hill leading the league in, re- in receiving, 961 yards. Stephon Diggs, 764. Justin Jefferson, 752. Uh, Waddle, 727. Cooper Cup 686. So Waddle and Tyreek Hill lead- in the top five, both of them on the same team with Miami. Um uh, that's where you got to give Tua some credit. When he has played, he's got those two the ball. They're the number one tandem in the NFL. Can't knock that. Can't lie about it. Can't say anything about it. Um, can't really, uh, don't have any excuses for it. Uh, can't wait to break down. Can't wait to break him down, um, which we will get into. We'll break that down. But uh, very Interesting. And then you got NFL tackle leaders. Roquan Smith, now he's with Baltimore. 83 tackles. C.J. Mosley with the Jets has 82. Uh, Zaire Franklin has 81 with the Colts. And uh, Okwan with the Jags got 79. Jordan Brooks in Seattle has 78. sack leaders. Darius Smith, Vikings, 8.5. Judon, Patriots, 8.5. Nick Bosa, Niners, 8. Micah Parsons has 8. And Miles Garrett has 7.5. Interception leaders. All right. Interception leaders. Five players have four picks. Jordan Poyer, Von Bell, Eddie Jackson, CJ Gardner, uh, Tariq Woolen, Seahawks. That's a hell of a coin. He's gonna be legit. Pete Carroll made some hell of a uh draft picks, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, and some and some moves that he made that people aren't talking about. Um so let's get into this real quick. I want to make your post-trade deadline pay. I want to I want to talk about post trade deadline. All right. Um, I want to see if uh each division can redeem their season if they're fucked up. Did anyone make any trades that are gonna help them redeem their season? That's my question. <coughs> oh <coughs> shit. Um, uh, excuse me let's go to the AFC East Bills six and one jets, five and three dolphins, five and three Patriots, four and four fucking fly. Um, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, you still have players out there too, by the way, like OBJ, like you said, um, the Bears must just be getting rid of their. They're just setting up. They're just like, "Fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of everything." Uh, the Bills are six and one. Jets five and three. Dolphins five and three. Patriots four and four. That division still very much wide open. After the Bills, obviously, I don't think them. I don't think they're gonna just slide and take a huge hit. But at the same time. Um, Bills at 6-1 and one lead that. Obviously, the Jets, you know, they just lost to the Patriots and the Dolphins. They're, they're, that's going to be very interesting. Did anyone in that division make any trades to help them or hurt them? Number one, Patriots didn't do much. Number two, Jets didn't do much. I think they're set with what they have. They're fine with it. Uh, the Jets had a hell of a, a draft. They are probably like, you know what? We're going to keep these assets. We're going to keep moving forward. The Dolphins made a splash, right? They go get Chubb, they go get uh, Wilson, they make some moves, Uh, you know, interesting, they made moves before the trade deadline, they made the most moves, but the Bills addition of Hines, it might be the most critical one, and I think that one's going to just put their foot on your neck. I think they put your foot on the neck of the rest of the division with that Heinz pickup because now you don't have to run Singletary every single time you have Hines, who's a dynamic runner slasher receiver out the backfield that only is another weapon for Allen the Bills got sickening on offense with the addition of Hines. the Colts just said fuck it let me give up the ass uh <clears throat> moving on to AFC North Ravens obviously gets Ro- Roquan Smith we had a. Uh, we had Patrick Queen on yesterday to discuss that pickup. Uh, Matt thinks my boy Patrick Queen's going to get replaced. Um, I think they're going to use both of them, to be honest. Um, five and three. Is that the splash you need on defense? Maybe. Uh, the Bengals four and four. Browns three and five. Stillers two and six. Stillers get the corner. That's a bitch-made cat from the commanders. Uh, the Browns really don't do much. The Bengals really don't do much in the trade. Can't wait to ask Chase about all these different things. The, uh, so I don't think anything but the Ravens. The Ravens improved on defense, and I think the Ravens. Um, it's going to come down to Ravens-Bengals in that division, AFC South. Titans five and two winners of five straight. They didn't really do much. The Colts three and four basically said "fuck it," we're going to start over. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. The Jags two and six. <clears throat> um, they get a receiver. That's not even playing in the NFL this year. (laughs) Uh, And then they give up their running back to the Jets a couple weeks ago. So that's where I'm sitting. And the Texans did nothing. They're one and five. They're doing Texan shit. They're the Texans. It's raining like crazy here. Uh, AFC West, Chiefs five and two. They go grab the receiver before the deadline Um, from the Giants. And Tony, they got him. Chargers four and three. Broncos three and five. Raiders two and five. Either one of those teams did much. Um I don't I don't think anyone got better in that division. Uh they are what they are. Uh the AFC West, we thought was going to be loaded, has absolutely been a disappointment. So who is my AFC champion out of all those teams I just mentioned? Who is your guys' as AFC champion? I want to ask the question: who is your AFC champion? Curious to see who that is. After everything I just mentioned, what I just said, who is your AFC champ? Um, Very curious. Andrew says Bills. Uh, Texas says Bills. Someone says Chiefs. We got some Chiefs. We got some Bills. Are the Miami Dolphins dead? I thought everybody was hyped on the Dolphins. Now y'all ain't on them no more, huh? Are the Chargers dead? I'm going to go through these this list with Chase, and we're going to find out, and he'll break it down eloquently as he does. Uh, Chase is, I'm telling you right now, Chase is a very, very premiered NFL analyst um, that once he gets on a huge platform, he's going to be a big commodity. Uh, NFC standings. I want to go through the division real quick before Chase gets in here in 20 minutes. Uh, NFC East, Eagles 7-0, only undefeated team in the NFL. Cowboys 6-2. and uh, They've won two in a row with Dak back. Um Bears three and five, Lions one and six. Come here, Ash. Uh Lions are dead. Fire the DB coach. Um come here. Uh you're soaking wet, dude. God damn. It's raining like crazy. You, you sit down. Um No, you're not palling me, dude. Sit down. Ash is a trip, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Ash is no joke. Uh he is Stogie esque. Uh man, I, I got an interesting take, all right. Giants, Cowboys six and two, Eagles seven and zero. Oh, commanders win two in a row, they're four and four. So now they're not out of the playoff picture. The NFC East has become what we thought the AFC West was, right? And um the NFC North is absolutely dog shit with besides the Vikings. Can the Vikings be that team? I don't know, dog. It's very interesting in the NFC. Very, very wide open compared to the AFC. In my opinion, you got the Bills, you got the Chiefs, and you may have the Dolphins. You may have an outside team like the Ravens or the Chargers. I don't know. In the NFC, though, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, all in the mix. Vikings right there. You don't know in the NFC South who's coming out, and any of those teams can they win? No, they can't beat any of those teams I just mentioned. Falcons four and four, Bucks three and five, Saints three and five, Pants uh, Panthers two and six. No, and then you got the Seahawks leading the division in the West five and three. Are they a real contender? I just don't see it. I can't see it. But goddamn, Carroll's done a hell of a job coach of the year right now. They just beat the Brian Dable runner-up coach of the year, in my opinion. And I got to put the Vikings coach right there now. He continues just to keep winning. No one's talking about him. Uh, He's doing a hell of a job in in Minnesota. So are the Seahawks viable contenders? I don't know. I don't know that. 49ers four and four. Rams three and four. Cardinals three and five. Cardinals are dead. Rams are dead, in my opinion. I'm gonna ask Chase that. I think the Rams, even though they, you know, they're Super Bowl champs, dog. I don't know. That's like you can't, you gotta knock a champ out. They're still alive. They're still alive now. Don't get it twisted, but I don't think their roster is very good. They they busted their nut on winning the Super Bowl. That's what it is. That's just what they did. That's what they did, dog. You can't be you can't be mad at them. Can't knock them. Can't knock them. Um I don't know if the Seahawks are frauds. Uh you don't you're not frauds at five five wins out of eight. You're not a fraud in the NFL, by the way, bro. You're playing NFL teams every week. <laughs> I, I don't even realize they're not playing uh San Jose State. They're playing NFL teams. So five games is not a fraud. But are they teams that are is there? Are they a team that's contending the NFC for a Super Bowl? No. I don't see it. So who is the team in the division of, or in the NFC? I, I got to say Eagles right now. You got to say Cowboys are in the mix. Vikings are in the mix. Uh, giants, possibly. I don't know. I don't think they're serious contenders, but they're having a hell of a year. They're similar to the Seahawks, in my opinion. I think the Seahawks Giants can beat each other on each other's fields every week. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um, Packers are dead. We consider them dead. Bears are dead. Lions are out. Panthers are dead. Saints are dead. Bucks are probably dead. The Falcons are four and four in the division lead. Uh, But are they real? No, they're not real. Uh, So who wins the NFC? And out of these teams I just mentioned, who's the Super Bowl? Who plays in the Super Bowl? Who plays in the Super Bowl? Is it Bills, Niners? Is it Eagles? Chiefs. I mean, I don't know, dog. Are the Chargers serious? Are the Dolphins a serious Super Bowl contender? I don't know. NFC is the team, the the division that I'm curious about. Um, But I don't know. We got to find that out. Uh, There's a lot of a lot of uh, interesting ones, say the least. I'm curious on the NFL trade, though, that. Why would the Lions get rid of their best offensive weapon to a rival? I don't understand that. Hey, we used to have a a deal. Hey, dog. We don't trade to our division. Lions are like, fuck it. Let's play the best player twice a year. (laughs) That shit is crazy to me. I got to talk about this real fast, though. I I, I missed it in my pre-snap. Um, I, I missed it in my pre-snap, and I I was a, I was brought I was, a, I was uh, reminded real quick. Um, where the fuck is it? Um, da, 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 da. Oh, here we go. Um, I gotta I gotta I gotta bring this up real quick. The Nets fired Steve Nash. KD who I think's a bitch-made cat right there with Kyrie, uh, you know, he comes out and says I like coming to work with Steve Nash. I like coming every day. But you demanded a trade last year because of Steve Nash. I I'm very curious how people forget that. And then on social media, all oh, KD, you're a great human being. You 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 really you really praise Steve Net. Like we're so fake as a society, homie. We are so fucking fake. And when you have a real one like me, calling out fake ones every day, then I'm the outcast. You're not. The fake ones are not the outcast. The fake ones are now the new norm. The real ones are now the outcast, like myself. And so let me get this right. You fired Nash, who you never should have hired. You're owned by a Russian. (laughs) And... Before anything gets out about what really happened in Boston with Yudoka, you've already come to agreements to hire him away from Boston as your new basketball coach. He's going to have a job back in an organization inside a facility with other females before anyone really knows what's happened. Apparently no legal implications. He just was fucking through, running through everybody, I guess. Uh you hire him already? Like I'm fucking confused here, dog. I'm confused on what the Nets just did. <laughs> I am so confused on what really went down. Um, and where's Neil Long at? What's happening with Nia Long? Why hasn't Nia Long came out and been like this motherfucker fucked a bunch of bitches. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Give me one second. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com get you some merch. Give me one minute. All right. <clears throat> my fucking, it's it's raining like crazy. My fucking dogs are in and out of the house going in the back and it's muddy. They're coming in. I don't want them coming to my house. All right, so the nets are a shit show. The nets are an absolute fucking shit show. I uh I really I, I really don't understand it. And uh it just blows my mind, dog, that 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 it's okay. Like it's okay. Fuck it. Like <laughs> Don't do one thing and expect a different result. I'm just confused. Like I'm I'm you fucking fake fucks. You want to come out and bash him, you want to come out and talk shit about him, you want to come out and say what he did and didn't do, and then you hire him and now you praise him. See, that's what happens, dog. When you're in the network and you get rehired right away from being a fuck up, people forget. America forgets. We forgive and forget. But you got a cat like myself. You got a cat like all these different dudes. You got Art Bryles out here who got a job, actually. Who's a weirdo fuck. He actually has gotten a job. But you got guys like me who sit out for three years or so. And then guess what? Now you're just lost commodity. Nobody remembers you no more. But you could be a fucking criminal, pedophile, weirdo fuck. Who don't really give a fuck about it, helping kids. And because you're in the circle. You get a job within the same fucking few months. And guess what? We'll all forgive and forget. Yudoka will be the NBA, an NBA head coach today. Today, he's going to be the coach of the Nets. And nobody will remember anything that happened in Boston. He'll be all forgetting. Everything's wiped clean. He's fine. Being real, dawg. Keeping it real. What do I know? Uh, Chase will join us here in about 10 minutes. We're going to break down uh, all things trade, deadline, the trade, everything that's been going on, the uh, NFC, AFC matchups, who he thinks is going to be in the Super Bowl right now, who benefited the most out of this whole thing. Um, Very interested, to say the least. Um, I don't know what your take is on the Nets. Please drop your comments in here. Um, So Steve Nash was not turning the nets around. Shut the fuck up. So apparently I'm confused here. Steve Nash walked into upper management and said, they're not buying what I'm selling. Have you heard about that? They aren't buying what I'm selling. Is what I heard he said. hey man mark a sean marks they're not buying what i'm selling really all right fuck it you're fired (laughs) i'm confused on why i'm confused on right right coach davis shit nia could get it i i i nia long one of my top 10 dog of all time i'd love nia long though i grew you know i love nia long growing up as a seeing her and everything she was in i've loved me along the along as bad as a motherfucker i fuck with Leon, like nia long udoka though good looking brother you know all the bitches probably like him and shit and then you know i'm confused on like matt barnes came out and said some shit and then he retracted it and then he came out and basically said fuck udoka and when that shit really releases he'll never get a job again matt barnes said that and now udoka getting hired by the nets so now Matt Barnes has to say, oh, fuck, I gotta eat Crow. And he's on ESPN. Curious of what Matt Barnes has to say. I'm cool with Matt Barnes. I talked to Matt Barnes here and there. I- I'm confused on what what that what he has to say with that. I don't know. Uh hey Hector, I got dog. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm gonna win some basketball shit. I win more at basketball than football, uh, to be honest. Uh football money is more, but the NBA you can win some good coin. I won another little bit last night. I gotta bet tonight. Big lineup, I think eleven games tonight, NBA. I gotta look. I gotta I gotta look. Hector, you gotta get on this NBA shit, dog. You gotta, you gotta get on the NBA shit, dog. I need some stat dat. I need some stat dat. I need some stat dat on the NBA. Um, I'm just saying. Come on, dog. They aren't even married. The man is single. <laughs> Shut up, homie. They've been engaged for eight years or some shit. Now, that's a, a funny thing in its own right. But if you're engaged, you're not single. Like, come on, dog. Even if you got a girl, you're not single. Come on, homie. Stop with the bullshit. You motherfuckers, you're thinking it's wild. Wild, wild, wild. If he was single, there wouldn't even be a problem. This would never have got out. What the fuck are you talking about? If he was single, there would be no discussion. What are you fucking talking about, you weirdo fuck? Holy shit. I don't know shit about the World Series Carl Regal. I'll let you bet that shit. Yeah, someone's dragging their feet, but they're not single. Someone's dragging their dick. (laughs) Someone's dragging their dick across fucking enemy lines. That's what the motherfucker was doing. It ain't no goddamn dragging their feet. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Red Johnson, what up? All you guys who ain't members, become one, man. Become a member. $1.99. Hit the like button, subscribe. Become a member, man. We're we, I can't thank you guys enough. We're over 500 members. Um, appreciate you. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe. Become a member if you're not. Best ninety nine you can buy. You're going to get access to Last Chance Q as well uh, for free right now until we move it all the way over. We'll be dumbing down the, pi- the tiers on Patreon. We'll probably only have three or four tiers, but I know there's a, some people signing up for Patreon. We've had about 10 new guys sign up for Patreon the last day. Uh, you can get documentation, video snippets, clips. Uh, we'll have everything from the show. We will throw it on Patreon as far as teach tapes, um, anything you want, manuals, coaching manuals, players manuals, um, You know, coverage breakdowns, fronts, uh, what techniques are, stunts, line games, what we call them every single thing we're going to break that down we have so much to discuss we're going to have a a big time big time uh show me and sean salisbury uh we giddy as fuck. two hours yesterday and we weren't even done talking and uh tomorrow will be another another show and we're going to launch those next week and uh man can't wait. It's going to be crazy. Uh, we got so much to discuss and talk about. Uh, the show's going to be off the chain. There ain't going to be no fucking coaching show like it. I'm just telling you right now. Now that I have all this film too, no way. Uh, no, I don't do shit about I don't. I don't do betting, dog. I don't do betting. I don't think Kalani's going to get let go, okay? This has been his one year he struggled, Bruce Helms. All right? I just texted Kalani last night. Uh, I think he's fine. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get there, Bruce? Tell me. You're so fast to fire people. I'm not saying you're, you are, Bruce, but we're so quick to fire people. But you say dumb shit, Bruce, so I'm just curious. Who the fuck are you going to hire in Provo? Give me who you hire. Like, come on, dog. Carl, you're gonna get Lane Kiffin and Matt Rule and BYU. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hector Bruce Helm just says shit, dog. I, he had to create this account just to fuck with me. Like that's just. That's just real shit. He's got <laughs> uh, that motherfucker just, I think he's a comedian. I think Bruce Helms is a comedian uh, quiet as kept on the low. Deion Sanders has an equal chance to be the head coach at BYU as Lane Kiffin does. <laughs> uh, not just geographically speaking, uh, ethnically speaking, uh Dion and BYU. Uh eh, probably not gonna happen. Probably not gonna happen. Uh <laughs> oh man. But Lane Kiffin is absolutely actually funnier than Dion Sanders going to BYU. Hey Hector, you're not lying, dog. Like Bruce Helms puts in effort. Him and Carl Regal, I think. I think they're similar to the same cat. I think they may be the same cat. I don't know, but they put in a lot of effort to this to this show. I gotta clap it up. I gotta give it up. I gotta give it up. Carl Regal and Bruce Helms. Like I, I, I honestly want you to pay more money because I just think you deserve to pay more. I think you deserve to pay me more money. I'm being honest. I think you should pay more money. Isaac Lords, I mean he's he's classic. I think they're all the same cat. I think they're all the same cat, to be honest. I agree with Matt. Uh, we'll ask him tomorrow. I agree with Matt. I think I think that Dion goes to Florida State. Because Norvell going to get the axe. That's 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 kind of what I'm thinking. I think Dion and, and, and Florida State would be good. Ash, what are you doing, homie? Ash, go ahead. weirdo? Fuck. Um. Uh, no, Gordon Momon Momon Mamon is your name, Mamon? Any Spanish speakers in here? Gordon Mamon. Uh, Hector, (laughs) Mamon. Gordon Mamon is uh, a Mamon, and he just said, do I think Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback? Is this the first time you've ever heard me speak? Have you ever talked to me or heard me speak ever, Gordon Mamon? Because I think I've talked about Derek Carr at least 500 times. In the last six months. I don't. Kyle, I got to be real. I don't have a burner. I don't know what a burner is. I just found out what a burner was. And I, let me let me break it down. Let me break it down. Um, let me break it down for you. Let me break it down for you. Why? Okay. I just want to be honest here. Why would I need a burner? Please explain it to me. I want to know why I need a burner. I want to know why I need a burner account. If I say the shit I say already, why the fuck would I need a burner account? I'm just curious. Man, without further ado, let's get to my boy Chase. Chase a busy man today. Let me put uh let me put a his ticker on the bottom. Make sure you follow Chase on all platforms. Um, make sure you drop a super chat. He's not drinking today. I'm not gonna let Chase drink today. He's got busy work to do. He's got work to do. I can't let him do that. Uh, super chat though. Uh obviously send some over to Chase so I could Venmo that cat for coming on the show and giving him some some fucking love. Um Let me get his, uh, let me put his, uh, deal up here, right on the bottom there. Chat sports
2: only very own chase senior chase. What up dog? Appreciate you coming on work boot Wednesday. It's another work boot Wednesday. Let's get it. What's your dog doing back there? Bothering you a little bit during the show. Yeah. He's been fucking with me. Um, it's raining like crazy out here.
0: Um, like cats and dogs, ironically, uh, And I don't know what the fuck's up with him.
2: He's just like I think there's a fly in here, and he's just fucking chasing it down. You in Southern California? You get rain what twice a year? Maybe. (laughs) Like, must be nice.
0: You know, know, and it pisses you off too, right? It pisses you off when you when you get rain and you didn't know it was coming. And and we're so spoiled out here. I I tell this. I I saw a lady at the store like the last time it rained, like eight months ago. I was like, hey, uh, she's all pissed off and cussing at her kid and shit. I'm like, calm down.
2: We actually are in a fucking drought. We need rain. We need water, lady. I'll tell you what. Living in Dallas, it spoiled me because I grew up in the Northeast. I'm used to four seasons, snow, rain, sleet. I come here to Dallas, and it rains a couple of times per year, nothing really notable. And I'm so used to it being 70, 80 degrees this time of year. The other day, it started raining. And I'm like, really? It's raining today for the first time in a couple of weeks? What's going on? It it, i've been there a few times it snowed a couple times i was there recruiting it actually snowed it doesn't snow much right no no it bad weather in february but as i like to say dallas is great god bless texas because no state income tax very affordable and about 10 to 11 good months a year per weather eh, eh, you still got a tornado might come through there so i'm gonna stay right the fuck hey, here
0: let's uh, hope not
2: <laughs> you get earthquakes out there though
0: hey i, I don't know how, how much do you dabble into college football do you at all Yeah, I love college football. Like the committee, okay? Just real quick. uh, The committee is consisted of Gary Barda, Iowa AD, North Dakota State player, D2 player. He won a couple of natties. Uh, So he played. I give him some kudos. Okay, he played. He gets it. I hope he gets it. Mitch Barnhart, AD Kentucky, longest tenured SEC uh, AD. Then you got Paola Boyven. She's a professor, female professor at Arizona State. She's an expert in women's sports journalism, okay? I don't know how the fuck she's affecting this committee. Not that I don't think women, I'd rather have her than Condoleezza Rice, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, Tom Berman, AD Wyoming. Charlie Cobb, AD Georgia State. Boo Car- Corrigan, AD NC State. Rick George, AD of Colorado, who can't even hire his own coach and has been a horrible AD. Uh, Will Shields, I played with, with the Chiefs for a minute. Uh, Hall of Fame, probably the number one or two best offensive guards of all time. He's gets it. To me on this committee... Uh, Joe Taylor, he's the VP of Athletics, Community Wellness at Virginia Union. He is a former football coach, College Football Hall of Fame, uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame. Tyrone Willingham, slapdick. Uh, Rod West, former uh, Notre Dame player. Uh, and then you got John Urschel, uh, who's a math major, was an All-American at Penn State, got drafted by the Ravens, played for the Ravens, three years, retired at 26. So you know his mind was on being a math major. His picture gives me that. You young cats say cringe or whatever. Yeah. He, he gives me that shit when I look at him. All right. How he got on the committee, I have no idea. But he's a math major. So, of course, it makes sense. We brought this mathematician on here. How can you fuck up the first BCS rankings this bad, in my opinion? Clemson has no ba- no business being in this thing If you if you know anything about football. I don't get it. I don't understand how you put Tennessee at one just because they're the hot ticket right now. You put them above a team that just is, is from what I know is, Chase, they're the defending fucking national champs. So how do you put them above them before you play them? And then TCU, if you're going to put Tennessee above Georgia and Tennessee has yet to prove anything to anyone of any significance in the last 20 years, TCU either, but why put why not put Tennessee above Alabama then if that's your criteria? I guess my point is, we see a lot of inconsistencies. Uh, I just don't understand LSU above Ole Miss. Yeah, they beat them, coach. No shit, but they got two losses. You know they're not getting in. Ole Miss has one loss. You're basically keeping them out of the playoff by ranking them below LSU when they can really run the table and win it out and get in the playoff. You're basically saying Ole Miss ain't sexy enough to get in. And then UCLA drubbed Utah. Uh, lost to Oregon, who could be the hottest team in the in the in the in, the, in the NCAA, in my opinion. You can argue that they're playing as good as anyone, right there with Tennessee. Uh, they got to be ranked higher than SC. They drubbed Utah. Utah beats SC. They drubbed Stanford. Two common denominators: SC gave up thirty against Stanford. I just see UCLA has to be ahead of UC, uh, USC. And I believe Utah, two-loss team, if you're going to put LSU above Ole Miss, you put Utah above
2: SC. Yeah. So that's my take. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And just for clarification, it's the college football playoff committee because the BCS is the old system that stopped in 2014 but i'm with you i will say this to everybody out there right
1: yeah
2: it's the college football playoff rankings here and i think that they're doing this to drive height. there are a lot of big games this week coming up too so these rankings are going to change these are the first initial rankings and i think they want what we're doing right now is talking about this and everybody being in shambles but i'm with you i totally disagree with the rankings I think Tennessee, among some of the top teams, might have the best win because they beat Alabama at home, but there's no way that Georgia should be at number three. Name a quality win for Ohio State this year. They beat a solid Penn State team, and Ohio State, is that number two? The fact that Clemson is number four, I think, is a joke. Michigan, not in the top four. I think they've been the more impressive team than Ohio State. If they were to meet right now, I think Michigan actually beats Ohio State because they play more of a physical brand of football, and I think that gives Ohio State a lot of trouble. Alabama at six, they don't have a quality win this year. They've been a little bit sketchy, in my opinion, but it's Alabama. And at the end of the day, you know that if they finish the regular season with one loss, they're going to be in the top four. And then you look elsewhere. TCU is way too low. TCU is 8-0. They actually have a pretty difficult schedule that they've gone through. It's been pretty arduous for the Horn Frogs. So to have them at number seven, I disagree with that. LSU at 10? LSU at 10. They skyrocketed up this board. I think that's really to hype up this weekend's matchup against Alabama. I- There's
0: mine right there. That's my top 11. What? Where would you
2: change? I like Georgia one. I like Tennessee two. I like Michigan three. I might go TCU at five and Alabama at four. I don't think Ohio state deserves to be in there. Now, of course, Michigan being in there, once they get into the final four, it's interesting to see how they fare against some of these SEC teams, but I actually like, they're a squad this year, more so than last year's team when they were in the college football playoff. I think they have a great coach in Harbaugh. I think they're upgraded at quarterback with J.J. McCarthy over Cade McNamara. So that's where I'd go with that.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Interesting. I, the same with me. I'm, I'm thinking if Alabama's going to win out, I think they are. And then, you know, we're going to have that repeat Tennessee game or, re, or repeat or Georgia, I mean. You're going to play Georgia again. Uh, we don't know. Uh, curious to see that unfold. Clemson, to me, if you watch football, they're just there's nowhere they're nowhere near as good as Michigan, in my opinion. And I would argue Ole Miss is better than Clemson. I would argue UCLA and SC are better than Clemson, and I would definitely argue Oregon's better. So, I don't know. I, Clemson's
2: I just, best win is Syracuse. Come on now. Yeah,
0: yeah. And And, LSU and the ACC lost to is a joke. Exactly. And LSU lost to Florida State, who who lost three in a row to wake NC state and Clemson. And like that now is looking like a horrible loss. So I don't understand why people think it's not a very big loss. I don't yeah. get it, but, uh,
2: I, I see Gorge go- on super top. chat. He sent in a $5 super chat. He said, TCU must be top four. If they go unbeaten. I agree. Especially if they win the big 12, they have to be in, have to be in. There uh, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorian. Appreciate you. Uh, let me ask you this.
0: NFL trades. Uh, who won, who lost, your estimation?
2: Uh, i just asked you that. Let's go there. Who won and who lost? Yes. Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest deal yesterday I thought was Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins. They needed pass rush help. They needed an upgrade on that defense, and I actually think he's a really good player. And I got to give credit where credit is due for the Miami Dolphins. Steven Ross is definitely a sketchy owner. They've done some weird things as an organization, but they've been aggressive. And as a business, from that standpoint, I have to give them credit for that because they've gone all in. They were very aggressive in free agency. They were very aggressive in their pursuit of Mike McDaniel, who's looking like a very good hire. I heard you talking earlier. Me and you aren't the biggest Tua Baloa fans, but they're undefeated with two on the field. So... We also have to praise him for winning football games because that's been his track record at Alabama. And now in the pros is that this dude looks to be a winner. He's limited with this skill set. But look, if you're winning games in the NFL, in my opinion, I think that's one of the more important quarterback stats. That's why I don't think people praise Jimmy Garoppolo enough because the dude has won 72% of his starts. So to get Bradley Chubb, I think is big. In the long view picture, I think the Bears bringing in Chase Claypool is a solid move. They desperately needed to give Justin Fields another weapon. And you can say what you want about Justin Fields. Maybe he's not going to be a good quarterback, but I actually think their offensive coordinator, Luke Getzey, has done a better job, and this is what coaches have to do, of catering the scheme to what Justin Fields does well. Darnell Mooney is a very good number two wide receiver. He's their number one, though, because the cupboard is bare at that position on that roster. But now you have two pretty solid number twos in Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, to at least see what you can do with Justin Fields and to see if he can, in fact, be your guy. Because before that acquisition of Chase Claypool, they didn't really have too many good weapons at that wide receiver position. They're playing guys like Dante Pettis, which is a joke. He was a San Francisco cast off and couldn't even make it onto the Giants roster. So those are the couple of moves that I really liked. And then if you go back to a week and a half ago, it's not technically an NFL trade deadline deal, but the 49ers trading for Christian McCaffrey has changed the entire complexion of their offense. And this is coming from me, a guy who I don't like, using high draft capital on running backs because I think there's so many talented ones you can find in the mid to late rounds in free agency. You can always find a quality running back who can be good. I mean, Jeff Wilson was their starter and – Then he gets relegated to a backup role after McCaffrey. He was 11th in the NFL in rushing yards going into last week. I think it's more about the play design, the scheme, as well as the play calls. But you saw what McCaffrey did against your Los Angeles Rams as the Niner fans just took over SoFi Stadium. There was a sea of red there. The guy had a week and a half after he got traded more than 100 all-purpose yards. Caught a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, threw a touchdown. First player to do that since Ladanian Tomlinson in 2005. And that was without Debo Samuel and Jawan Jennings on that offense. You forgot that they were on the team. That's how good McCaffrey was. And I think that injected life into the Niners. And it's been an offense that before that was really, really average. But now you bring Debo back into the equation with McCaffrey there. I'm intrigued by what San Francisco can do with Kyle Shanahan and McCaffrey. Me and uh, we got
0: Last Chance Q started yesterday. We're going to launch it Tuesday. Uh, We're putting out some clips, me and Sean Salisbury. I think it's going to be a great uh, football show we're going to do. We couldn't get enough. We did a a two-hour-and-a-half-hour show yesterday. One of our topics was, did McCaffrey's edition shorten the distance between them and the Eagles right now? I'm going to ask you the same question. Are they now
2: in the hunt with the Eagles, or are they still trying to figure out this thing and getting out of the NFC West? See, this is why people have to tune in every single Wednesday because you and I have been able to project a lot of things that have ended up happening over the next couple of weeks and in the last couple of weeks, right? And I said a couple of weeks ago, I think in the NFC right now, it's very clear from a roster talent standpoint. The two best teams in the NFC it's the Philadelphia Eagles, it's the San Francisco 49ers, and I believe they're on a collision course to maybe meet in the NFC championship game. Now, obviously, Philadelphia is still undefeated, and right now the Niners are four and four and they're 500. So their playoff seating might not allow them to have a great opportunity to make a deep playoff run or to meet the Eagles at some point in the NFC title game. But if you look at the talent and the coaching for San Francisco and Philadelphia, I think it's very, very close. I'd actually say that maybe San Francisco in terms of blue chip players has a little bit more But the Eagles just have a great culture right now. And from a play-calling schematic standpoint, and an overall, everybody's just kind of feeling themselves perspective. I think it's Philadelphia, the number one team in the NFC, San Francisco 49ers number two. People want to hype up the Minnesota Vikings because they have one loss this year, but I think they're the clear number three team. And the Vikings, I don't think, would have a shot against San Francisco or Philadelphia in the playoffs. Philadelphia just dump trucked them. Back in week two on Monday Night Football earlier this year. No, I agree. Um,
0: The Seahawks just continue to amaze me, though. Like, this is a team that, like, I don't know if you want to play them. It's coaching brilliance is what it is. (laughs) Uh, They didn't do much in the trade uh, deal. Uh, We got... How does... So the Lions just said, screw it, we're done. Let's get rid of our best player. We'll trade him to a fucking rival. We'll have to we'll play him twice a year instead of once a year or zero times a year. Let's trade him to our rival up the road here. I don't know what the Lions are doing. Uh, they fired the DB coach this week, who I've been saying they should have fired a DC Aaron Glenn a while ago. I think MDC is going to get fired this year now after these moves. Lions are just who they are, man. They can't get out of their own way. It doesn't matter who you hire there. <clears throat> They're going to struggle. Uh, the Jags trade for a suspended Calvin Ridley, uh, who he bet against, actually, his wife. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm confused on that one. And I said, you know, fuck it, he got fired on his day off. Uh, let me throw this out there. I think the most interesting and impressive trade where nobody's really talked about is Naeem Hines to the Bills. I think that is a huge addition for a team that nobody wanted to see that addition because now Singletary actually is going to be able to be spotted similar to a Ezekiel and a Pollard. And I think now that you have a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield, you guys got to slasher can run inside. Hines is a hell of an addition for a team that already has a lot of weapons and the bills. Now I think just became a lot better. So I don't know what you think about that one, but interesting to see the bills make that move. Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know who won. Do you think you, you think the dolphins won it outright? Yeah, I think the Dolphins, they needed pass rush help. And I think that Bradley Chubb is just having a great year. And this is a guy who has a lot of pedigree, struggled to stay healthy. Finally, he's come into his own. I mean, when Denver drafted him, they thought that him and Von Miller were going to be a pass rushing duo for the next five to 10 years. And they were good when they were on the field together. Unfortunately, for both of them, they both suffered injuries at different times. But Bradley Chubb really started to find a groove. And when you make a move like that, I just think it injects energy in the locker room. I think that's what happened with McCaffrey and the 49ers. You make a good point with Naheem Hines. This is a guy who is a dual threat back who is barely used with the Indianapolis Colts. And you get him by trading away Zach Moss and a six round pick. So I like the value standpoint there uh, of trading for Naheem Hines. He's also a pretty solid punt returner. And you and I have had this conversation a lot. The Buffalo Bills have to be able to run the football because in the playoffs, the stylistic component of the game changes it might be low scoring. You might be in bad weather. And Josh Allen might not be able to drop back and throw it 40, 50 times. So you have to have some semblance of a running game. I think Singletary is a pretty good back for them. But Naheem Hines gives you that pass-catching threat. They were in on Christian McCaffrey. Surprised they didn't maybe trade for Kareem Hunt. I think that move would have been spectacular. The asking price, according to reports, was about a fourth-round pick. So those are some of the moves that kind of stood out. And I'm looking at the comment section here. Texas Flood said, Chase lives in Dallas, no Cowboys love. You know, it's funny. I was at a bar the other day over the weekend rocking a Phillies jersey, game two of the World Series. The Phillies lost. And a Cowboys fan who's rocking Super Bowl rings, a cowboy suit, and a Cowboy fedora started waving me bye-bye and – Hey, I I appreciate the confidence in his football team, but there's a reason why the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in more than a quarter century. So Texas Flood can say what he wants. He also said that the Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles and the 49ers this year in the playoffs. I don't see it happening. Until they actually make an NFC championship game, which they haven't done since, what, 1995, I'm not going to buy stock in the Cowboys because that's been a fraudulent fan base for a really long time. And the only reason that people give them credit is because it's the Dallas Cowboys and they're a nationwide brand.
0: Yeah, them and the Raiders both. Uh, yeah. they're, they're about as fraudulent as it gets. Uh, they both. How they, did the Raiders not pass midfield, JB, I, I, me last you, week? The Raiders and the Cowboys should fucking combine teams and come up with one team, call them the fucking criminal fraudulent fucks, and we'll just make them one team, and let's go with them because they're horrible. Uh, let me ask you this. Who failed, absolutely failed, that could not afford to fail? And I know the Packers are going to be the first thing off our tongue, probably. I don't know. There's some other teams, too. I think the Colts have basically said, screw it. We're done. Because you don't get rid of Hines, in my my opinion, when you have Taylor who's hobbled and not even getting the carries that he's supposed to be getting. And then you change quarterback. So the Colts, to me, the Bears, uh, you know, you make a couple additions, but you get rid of Roquan Smith to the Ravens. I had Patrick Queen on my show yesterday, starting middle linebacker. My my boy Matt McJesse said Roquan's going to replace him, and I was crazy. I had him on my show, and I'm like, nah, I think they're going to play them both. But uh, the Ravens, you know, came up with that big get right there. Roquan leaves the NFL and tackles right now. Um, who failed just just
2: absolutely miserably? Uh, and should
0: Aaron Rodgers demand a fucking trade like everyone else? <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, I think it's the Green Bay Packers, and what's funny is that the Bears and the Packers both called about Chase Claypool, and I heard that the offer for Claypool was the same from both organizations, and Pittsburgh decided to send him to the Chicago Bears and not the Green Bay Packers, and it has to really frustrate Aaron Rodgers. Look, the Packers tried to find his replacement, and I understand at the time, Rodgers' play had slipped a little bit, but... He still had gas left in the tank and then he goes out and wins back-to-back MVPs and you fail to draft a wide receiver in the first round, you fail to bring in a top-tier wide receiver in free agency, you trade away Devontae Adams and think that Alan Lazard is good enough to be your number one And you have a Super Bowl-capable roster that was the number one seed last year, led by Rodgers, who, as I said, has won back-to-back MVPs, and you fail and just neglect to surround him with legitimate wide receiver help. And the magic that he had with Devontae Adams – the best one-two punch quarterback wide receiver duo in terms of chemistry that we've seen in recent memory. I mean, that back shoulder ball was the best chemistry play that I've seen in the NFL between a quarterback and a wide receiver in a really long time. And if Adams wanted out, and I'm not sure if this is the case, I'm just spitballing here. If Adams wanted out of Green Bay, and he wanted to play with Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers, then he deserves to kind of melt melt away in Las Vegas because the talent gap between Rodgers and Carr isn't even close. I can't.
0: Man, you sound like JV. Hey, look. <laughs> I said Devontae Adams on this show. I got receipts. I said he's going to have his worst season ever. He is having it. Um, the Raiders are what they are. Derek Carr is single-handedly holding that roster back. Uh, that roster is very talented without – uh, without without a quarterback though as you know any team is is bad um uh, and then when you do have a quarterback and you don't have your best left tackle and you don't have a, any other wideouts at all to throw to you see what's happening in green bay so you know they had a dual headed monster running back i would be livid i would walk in there and say listen I, I was nice last year we we brought it up about trading and all that but you know i stuck it out i i, I gave you my word you did not give me yours because not only did you slap me in the face with the Jordan Love signing, you slapped me in the face by getting rid of fucking Devontae Adams and not replacing him with even someone second tier level. Yes. And then you got rid of Van Scatling to Chiefs. So, like, yes. I mean, like, I, I just don't get what they're doing. Uh, it seems like they're just screwing the cat over and over. And i will just be like, you know what? L- listen here. Get me out of here. I want to go to Frisco or the
2: Raiders because –
0: he could very well be back with the Raiders
2: with Devontae Adams after it's all said and done. Yeah, this it. is true. And, again, this is something that we talked about. Like, I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that Aaron Rodgers demands a trade to the 49ers. He grew up in San Mateo or Chico, and I think oh. Tom Brady was in San Mateo, one of the two. One yeah, of them grew Duke, up in San Mateo, the other yeah. in Chico. Yeah. Um, is Butte Community College in, in Northern California too? And Where Chico, Rodgers went? It's basically outside of Chico. Ten okay, he went to Cal – uh, both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers grew up as Niners fans, idolizing Joe Montana as well as Steve Young. And you look at this Niners team, like Jimmy Garoppolo is what he is. I don't think that people give him enough credit for winning 72% of his games. I do think that it's a masterful coaching job by Kyle Shanahan, but that roster is loaded. You watch him every single week and you're like, there's a dog. There's a dog. There's an all pro. There's a pro bowler. They're stacked. So I think the 49ers don't believe that Trey Lance is a good player or they're worried about him coming off that ankle injury, look, they already brought in Jimmy G because they didn't have confidence in Trey Lance before he got hurt. If that has been further, you know, solidified, then look, they have a team that's ready to win a Super Bowl, and if they don't this year, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Rodgers or Brady to go there. One more thing to Texas Flood. Texas Flood, I appreciate you, man. I'm just messing with you. This is why you tune in the JB Show because we keep it real, but it's all love at the end of the day. So that Cowboys fan who was showing me those five rings on Saturday night at the bar, that's like celebrating somebody founding the Nokia phone. It's 2022, right? Playing the worm game on the Nokia phone. That was 27 years ago. You're still celebrating that? Come on now. That's my phone 27 (laughs) years ago, right? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, Hey, so before you get out of here, um, I know you got a busy schedule. The Bills 6-1, the AFC East seems like it's pretty competitive. Jets and Dolphins seem like they're right there. Patriots 4-4. Four four. Uh, the Ravens 5-3, and three. Bengals 4-4. Four and four. After that, it's pretty much done. AFC South, Titans look like they're running away with it. AFC West, we thought was going to be great. Uh, Chiefs and Chargers 5-2, and 4-3. and three. Chargers look like they're charging it up, though. Uh, Broncos and Raiders seem like they're dead. Um, who comes out of the AFC right now, in your opinion? Uh,
2: real quick, uh, Bill's Chiefs, top two, you think? Yeah, I don't even think it's close. I, I tried to buy into the Chargers prior to the season, but as they always do, they just let everybody down, and they never exceed expectations or reach expectations. They continue to be just a pretty average franchise, and it's unfortunate. Their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, some of his play calling just boggles my mind when you have an elite, uber talented quarterback like Justin Herbert. I like Brandon Staley being aggressive, but he's way too aggressive. And look, as a business, if you have access to statistics, numbers, and analytics that can allow you to flourish more as a business to make more money, then of course, you're going to take a look at those numbers and those trends and try to apply those, right? But you can't look at all those numbers and just say, you know what, we're going to scrap what we're doing. And just because the numbers indicate this, we're going to go all in on that. There has to be a little bit of a balance. And like what you said, JB, like when it comes down to a fourth down play call, the analytics might show and say, to go for it here. But if you're on your own 35 in a one-score game and you're trying to come back, your gut is telling you that's not the right move. So some of the coaching malpractice that I've seen from the Chargers, it really is head-scratching. And because of that, I don't think that they should be taken seriously. I think we're on another collision course for a Bills-Chiefs-AFC title game. And honestly, that's going to be the best product on the field. And that's all that I really want to see is Josh Allen going head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes.
0: All right, and real quick, before we get to NFC and get you out of here, AFC, Bills, Chiefs,
2: if it's not them, who's the third option? Ravens? (sighs) Got to see Lamar go through a deep playoff run. Um, I like him a little bit better than you, but strictly winning from the pocket. He definitely concerns me. Miami having to win in a cold weather climate potentially scares the shit out of me. I honestly think it's the Bills and Chiefs and it's not close really of the other teams in the AFC playoff picture right now.
0: I don't mind the Bengals being thrown around if Chase is there and healthy because obviously that's, that's Burrow's deal. Now, NFC. Real quick, Eagles, obviously. Cowboys 6-2, Giants 6-2. Giants scare me. I just don't know if they can consistently be that team. I agree. Heineke's won two in a row. I said it on my show. I think Heineke's going to win two or three games right out the gate, and he's doing it. Uh, Vikings 6-1, you think they're kind of fraudulent. Packers are probably dead. Bears are dead. Lions are dead. Falcons 4-4 lead the division. They're probably not very good. I don't see them with Mariota going very far. That NFC South is probably worse than the AFC South. The Bucks three and five dead. Saints three and five dead, in my opinion. P- Panthers are out. Seahawks five and three. Very intriguing. 49ers four and four. You think they're the best roster over there besides the Eagles? Uh, Rams looks like their roster is just dead. Uh, they didn't even get rid of Cam Akers. Cardinals are dead. So out of the AFC, which seems to be a bit more wide open than the AFC, who do you
2: see coming out of there? Eagles, yeah. Niners in the final? Yeah. So Adrian Riley for the AFC makes a good point. Going with the Titans, I'd go with the Titans if they had a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. I think Mike Vrabel is the most underrated coach in the NFL. All the guy does is consistently win and maximize a roster. So I do like Tennessee outside of the quarterback. NFC, though, I think it's the Eagles. I think it's the 49ers. And then in terms of talent, again, I think it's a pretty big drop-off after that. I know the Bucks are 3-5. and five. There is a lot of talent on that team. But from a cultural standpoint, it looks as though some guys aren't bought in and Tom Brady has all these distractions off the field. But if there's one guy that can bring the Bucs out of the coffin to lead the team back from a 3-5 and start, the Niners did it last year, made it to the NFC title game. It is Tom Brady. Minnesota, I don't buy Kirk Cousins in a big spot. Um, So those are the teams that I'm kind of looking at right now. Giants with Daniel Jones, Seahawks with Geno Smith. They're good stories, but in terms of sustainable winning, I don't buy that Daniel Jones or Geno Smith can take you on a deep playoff run. Before you get out of here, who do you like tomorrow? Eagles, Texans. (laughs) Philadelphia. Fly, (laughs) Eagles, fly. We're going Eagles all the way. Look, this is a special team right now. How much money could I bet and win tomorrow if I bet the Texans to win outright? Hey, if they end up winning outright and pulling off the monster upset, you could put a little bit of cheddar on that and you'll make a lot back. I just don't think that the Eagles are going to have a letdown spot. The city of Philadelphia is on fire right now, and that's where I'm from with the Phillies up 2-1 on the Houston Astros. If they win tonight, they have an opportunity to close the World Series out tomorrow at the same time that the Eagles are playing. And both of these teams are kind of feeding off each other in a really special way right now. The Phillies' bats are hot. The Eagles are the last unbeaten team in the NFL. So I think it's just – a special magical moment right now. And I think that the Eagles culture right now, like they're not opening themselves up to have a letdown spot. This is a team that they've dump trucked a lot of opponents this year, yet still Jalen hurts, who I think this is really important as a quarterback still goes on his post-game press conferences and says, you know what? We left money on the table. This isn't good enough. We are not content with this. And Nick Siriani is echoing that. And I think that's really special to have for a Super Bowl contender.
0: I agree. I'm betting on the fucking Texans. All right. Hey, much love to you, Doc. Go out
2: you. Have a great day, guys. You go follow him, Chase Sr. He's down in Chat Sports. He's going to be having a live show here in a minute. Are uh, you going live here in a minute? Uh, going live a little bit later. Just a lot of planning that goes into it. But uh, at, let's see, 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific, I'll be live on the 49ers Report. Uh, I'm going to comment right now from that channel. And uh, y'all can see the channel right there 49ers Report by Chat Sports. It's in the chat. Perfect. Go join him tonight. Now, you do your super chats in that and take chugs and all that shit. Uh, that's usually a game day thing, but we uh, always try to drive super chats because we're all about making that money and interacting with the homies.
0: No doubt. Um, hey, Kansas just suspended uh, Bill Self. Really? Yeah, just blew out. So maybe you'll talk about that. Uh, and Yudoka's higher at the Nets is unbelievable to me. That's a whole nother discussion. So, Hey, I appreciate you joining me, man. Go get ready. Have a great one, and uh, see you next week. Always a pleasure, bro. Take it easy.
2: Appreciate you. All right. Later.
0: Much love to him. Uh, He's a busy man. People are busy, man, doing their thing. I appreciate him joining me, man, out of his busy schedule. Chase does a hell of a job dropping the knowledge and the the stats on me. Um, Man, I'm having a crazy weather day. Uh, My internet keeps going in and out, and uh, there's all kind of shit going on here. My fucking trees in front of my house look like they're blowing over. And uh, it's kind of crazy here today. Uh, World Series tonight. Tomorrow uh, morning, we'll break down all things. Matt will be back. We're going to get into tomorrow night's game. I might, Hector, I might take, I might take (laughs) the Texans, dog. Hey, scared money don't make no money. You got to bet scared money don't make money, dog. Real shit. If you're scared, go to church. I might take... I might... to be honest with you. I might I might fuck around and just bet the Texans, dog. Why not? What do I got to lose? Why not? They're not supposed to win anyway. I might put like 500, Hector. What's 500 on the Texans get me? I might do it, dog. I might do it. I might put it out there on social media, show my bet, and when they win, dog... But what do I know segment's going to be lit. Hey, appreciate you guys. I'm going to get out of here. Make sure you stay tuned for Last Chance Q, me and Sean Salisbury. Tuesday, Thursdays will launch next Tuesday. And make sure you guys are subscribers to my Patreon. I'll be cleaning that up today. Our Patreon's going to have a few tiers in there. And uh, thanks to all the new members of Patreon. We'll be launching and and updating that stuff next week. And uh, it's going to be lit. It's going to be fire. And uh, 500 pays 2,800 Hector. I might do it, dog. I think I'm doing it. I think I might do that shit, Hector. I might have to hit you with the 500 because I can't bet here. Why no podcast in the house? Hey, uh, man. Much love. I didn't even know it was almost nine already. Uh, shit, two and a half hours went by fast. Usually it's a three-hour show, but I gotta go outside because my tree looks like it's about to go through my fucking window in my office. And uh, I got to go address that. Plus, my dogs are going crazy because lightning and thunder. I appreciate all you guys joining me. And I don't want to lose the feed anyway and, and, and ruin the show. So I'm going to get out of here. I will see you tomorrow for Thursday, Thursday, tomorrow morning, live, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And make sure you stay in tune, buying all things, coachjbstore.com. Go get you some. And the And the, and the cigar link will be launched here shortly. I apologize. That'll be out there soon. So, appreciate everybody hitting that like button, subscribing, becoming a member, and uh, I will see you tomorrow morning. God willing, peace.